And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm James. Hey, yeah. what's up? Who else is here? Kyle. Kyle's Kyle alive. number four. Kyle number four. Kyle, how many, how many episodes is this for you this year? Probably more than people want me to be on. Hey. <laughs> I, four my, or five? I don't know. My thought to uh, Brent in his tailgate after, you know, he... <laughs> <laughs> drunkenly called the Furman fans who were texting him, which we'll get to later, but, uh, was, you know, having a semi-regular Kyle routine uh, seems to be working for the Grizz this year, so here we are. You're trying to say I'm good luck? Yes. In this particular thing, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. James once thought I was Ty Palmer. Do you think I'm good luck? I'm going to start coming over for dinner. <laughs> All right, James, what did you think of the game? Got a win. <laughs> Got the dub, yeah. right? Was, was that the most stressful Grizz football game of your lifetime? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably true because you, you're, you're ten. So this is your, I guess technically ninth Grizz football season because of COVID year. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And you know we haven't. This is the deepest run they've ever had. Now, but I was trying to think about this like. I mean, he was technically alive for the NDSU game, which was an awesome win, you know, yeah. stick kicking off the, the era. But that wasn't the playoffs. So right. Yeah, you lose the game and your season's not over, right? This is one yeah. of the most stressful Grizz games of the last decade plus. So welcome to Grizz fandom. <laughs> <laughs> you too, you've been baptized. <laughs> James, that, that Furman caught that the tying touchdown, like, right in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. How'd you feel at that moment? How do you let him do that? Man, well, that's like 6'8". Although that, I was going to say, he jumped, jumped so high. It was like, so you know, we sit in the north end zone, so you're looking down on everyone. I felt like we were making eye contact. Like, that guy was up there. Kid was something else. They had a couple lucky plays. Do you feel like it was really that close of a game, or do you think Furman just had a couple nice little breaks, and that's what kept him in? No, it was really close. Really close. Okay. You don't think that everything went Furman's way and nothing went Montana's way? Well, yeah, and that too. Well, there was that. <laughs> Just, just check it. Just check it. Any other takeaways you think the uh, listeners need to know about from your perspective? Mm, no, not really. No? Who is the your... Refs. Who is your... The refs. The refs. <laughs> oh. So there's a question from one of the listeners that we'll just get to. Somebody read this one already. I was laughing at it before we hit record. said, was James participating in the... Uh, BS chance from the north end zone at the refs. James, what was the what's the answer to that question, James? Yes. <sighs> yes, he was. Oh, grandma. Until his oh, dad no. said, "Stop it. Stop that." <laughs> okay. Because grandma was sitting Grandma's probably right four next seats to down. <laughs> wait, wait. Was grandma doing the chant? No. <laughs> <laughs> was she caught up in the moment? Was grandpa doing the chant? <laughs> We don't know. So okay. these, 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 these great couple that we've sat next to for, you know, 25 years, Verna and Dennis, Bubba. Um, she was like, she goes, I'm so sorry. I was just caught up in the moment. That's like everybody around us is chanting bullshit. I mean, so I think we all did. I watched it the next day. You could hear it coming through on I the mean, TV. Oh, ESPN very, very did not clear. even try to mute it. It was just like, it was like 30 seconds of just... <laughs> So, if there's a takeaway for like what what you and I need to work on in the off season, 
limiting profanity sportsmanship in your vocabulary. Sportsmanship. James, I, I never swear when it comes to Grizzly football. When you're older, I will show you all sorts of <laughs> I don't know why you're blocked from seeing my Twitter account, but... <laughs> or anybody else's Because you're too young. Lord. <laughs> uh, who was your MVP on offense? And maybe I should say who was your second, because I have a feeling I know who your first is. Probably McDowell. Yeah. On straight offense? I mean, Man. He, what did he rush for? 118. This is, they and, said it was the first time this year he went over 100. Yeah, because he's surprised just me. up numbers. But he's now the all-time single-season rushing leader for QB yeah, he passed in Dalton. Grizz football history. And Jordan. Yeah, wow. Which was interesting. Like, he, like you said, he passed Dalton. And I just have to laugh because ever since Bobby got back, they've said, we don't need a mobile QB for this offense. <laughs> but it's so clear that every year they've needed a mobile QB. I just yeah. have we don't have Cliff running on Friday. Ooh. That touchdown know. drive, I mean, that was all him. Yeah. That was all Cliff. Yeah. yeah. Just willed it in. All right. So touchdown drive. The f- oh, our first the, true touchdown drive. The two drive. big rushes he had, yeah. Uh, okay, so defensively, who's your MVP? That's a little trickier one. What? I know who my MVP is. What do you think? Probably Gubner. Right, that's, that's a good call. I mean, it's a that, safe pick. That's mine. He was blowing things up. <clears throat> so, uh, James, the uh, number seven, the defensive tackle for Furman in the oh, post game. Oh, yeah, that guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. Sounds like you two. Did you two talk a little bit during the game? No. <laughs> we don't so. sit close enough, Britain. I don't <laughs> no, no, no. like where no, this is going. No, this isn't me, but Just. I have – so this is the thing. <laughs> I, have a, I have two mess, private messages on – Igor is asking me this. I had a text, and I have two DMs on Twitter, because number seven said a 10-year-old was calling him fat. fat. And uh, he thought, he, he seemed to think... Dave's in space right now. <laughs> and no, so, no, and so everyone, we had a lot of people be like, was that 10-year-old James? <laughs> James. I, I can't tell you how proud of you I am in this moment. Because in this pod this year, we have learned that you have no trouble saying profanities <laughs> Truth. around us. You <laughs> have no trouble joining in when Grizz fans are shouting things that maybe aren't age appropriate. But you don't shout at the opposing. You but don't you personally attack. I love it. Calling, you aren't shouting at the opposing players, number one. And you're not calling anybody fat, which is, you know, really good because there's no need to personally insult people. That's awesome, dude. I think people is just funny because we have thousands upon thousands of weekly pod listeners. And... For a lot of them, their connection to a random ten-year-old that talks to players is you. So the, I think they'll be proud to hear you were the second being a good that sport. He said that, and I heard it in the post game. I knew that people were going to ask him. <laughs> Didn't we have someone text us? They're like, "Were these guys? Are they talking about the pod right now?" Because they mentioned Twitter and they mentioned <laughs> kids yelling at him. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, uh, proud of you, man. Good job. <laughs> I don't yell at the players. I yell at the refs. Yell at the refs? Luke, are you holding something back over there? <laughs> he was. James, it wouldn't break my heart if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you called an offensive lineman fat. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, the guy seemed proud of it. I saw him shake his belly after one play. He was a large he, man. He, he was, played very well. I mean, he was to, proud of his... To credit, when he said it, he was giggling. I think he actually really enjoyed the environment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at... 
that conference, the Southern Conference, I mean, they're playing in front of six, 7,000 people. They're probably not highly engaged fans. You also yeah. don't think that they have a team that good? Yeah. That almost came into Washington Grizzly and yeah. upset Took us Montana. to the wire. And then some. Yeah. Yeah, never seemed scared. So I think, I think people, players like them probably aren't used to the experience like in the fans are, over 20 000. i mean the fans are right on top of them especially that visitor side right i mean you turn around and there's fans 10 feet away from you right so that most other most of the stadiums they play in they have a track around them right like the fans are 30 40 feet away so they're just not used to that type of interaction some of these non-conference guys that we see so yeah you know it was never when i was when i was competing it was never insults like that that would get to me you know like you're slow. You're fat. It'd be like, you're going to die alone. And I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want to haunt someone's soul, James, I wish that people could see no, James laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that stuff really shakes me, James. Right? So think about that stuff when you're at the free throw line. And you, you're no! like, <laughs> just whisper that to a kid. James be like, don't. You haven't started saving for retirement yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll work till you're 75. Oh my God. Hey, Grandpa did work till he's 75. Hey, that's What's right. wrong with that? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologies. Oh, uh, do you want to pick a couple games? Yeah. We have two to pick. Right? Mm-hmm. You, Albany, not Albany... When did they change their name? When did they okay, play? it also looks stupid on their jerseys. It looks well, really it's, dumb. It's, look, their, their school, it's called University at Albany. Or University, it's like it's not University of Albany. When they came here back in 07, they were just Albany. Albany. Weird. I don't, I don't get it. You, Albany, goes to South Dakota State. That's going to be tough. Yeah. I was, I got to say, Albany's quarterback was kind of fun to watch. He's a little bit of a wild man. No, he did, he did some dumb stuff. Luke's like, no. I was gonna say, I, I mean, we'll, I, get, we'll get into this. Yeah, but, he might but, be a gamer, okay. but he's not a. So James, know. do you think U Albany stands any chance in Brookings, South Dakota? They definitely stand a chance. Really? Yeah. Okay. Who are you picking? I think SDSU has to win though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if U Albany can go to vaunted Idaho Kibbe Dome and win, they can win anywhere. Yeah. Front. <clears throat> Front. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, what? What? Oh, sorry. I was just clearing my throat. Do you know what fraud means? Would you ask Brent what fraud means? I should be not. You know what? I, I Okay. I should publicly apologize. Maybe not. No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> because, like, some of our Tubbs guys, like, who is it? Chris had tweeted his Spotify wrapped, and his number one. <laughs> One listen to podcast was us, and I'm sitting here calling this team frauds. Well, that doesn't mean you have to agree nice. with them. That's a good point. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Well, Chris, man, I think it's a good time to be an Idaho Vandal fan, and you guys are they're on the rise, I mean, right? Yeah, I I think they're on the rise, and I don't know what the future of college football holds, but I hope that Idaho and Montana are together in that. Agreed. James, the only other game we got is happening Saturday at two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah. In Missoula. North Dakota State versus Montana. Who you got? I feel like I have to go with Montana. There we go. Do you have a score? 
3431. <laughs> Ramos redeems himself and nails a 43 yarder. No glass, no. Oh, you think we're going oh. to go with the long kicks? Okay. Dang. All right. So he like hits a 55 yarder to win it as time expires. I like your instincts here, James. I will. Oh my gosh. That'd be something. That'd be something. Uh, buddy, that's it. I have other questions for you. <laughs> what do you think your mom wants for Christmas? I don't know. Damn it, neither do I. What do you want for Christmas? I don't know. Uh, Didn't last year you were really adamant about having a PlayStation 5? Well, yeah. yeah, I got that. He <laughs> <laughs> got one now, Luke. That's for a car. For you got that. No, no, he did not get that for Christmas. Do you want a pre-order of Grand Theft Auto Six? Sick. No. Comes out in 2025, though. They dropped a trailer and it comes out in 18 months. What? Yeah. I was so excited for that. Yeah, it's crap. You remember Grand Theft Auto when we were kids? I mean, Brent was 35 then, but the rest of us were, you know. <laughs> Go like- on. <laughs> It was like on the computer, and it yeah, wasn't it was like very like, good. It was yeah. this is awesome. I literally yeah, had Grand Theft. Auto. I had Grand Theft Auto Vice City <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> like, what do you think your sister wants for Christmas? Mm, something mini related. All right, you're you're full of useful information right now. I know. All right. Anything else you do, want to talk about? You don't want like a Yankees jersey or a Niners jersey or what about a Shohei Otani? Oh, that's right. The Dodgers signed him. Oh, sucky Yankees fans. <laughs> What are you? I'm a Dodgers fan. He's well, I'm a, a Twins fan. He's a Dodgers, Dodgers fan. And um, what he knows is that the Dodgers have underachieved in oh, yeah. nine of the last ten years. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. With some of the best eight of the ten, right? Because the Astros cheated that one year, right? Oh, right. I mean, right, I don't know. Right, right, right. Cheaters. All right. James, I have a question for you. What? Um, have you seen? Have you seen these these shirts? Yeah. What do you think about those? I don't look that good. You don't like oh. them? I think they're awesome. Take a closer look. Because <laughs> I bought you one of those. Ouch. <laughs> 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 For the record, he's got a big smile. <laughs> it's an early Christmas present. Said they take about two weeks. I but think that's a pretty cool looking shirt. Oh, dude, that's incredible. We should tweet that out of the pod so people know it's available. Yeah. Is that through the NIL? Yeah, you can order them at the uh, M Store. Sweet. M Store online. Yeah. So you're a proud owner of a Junior Bergen NIL t shirt now. What do you say? say? Thank you, Mr. Thank Palmer. What do we say? To Ty Palmer. Oh, man. When that shirt shows up, you're going to love it. James, have you worn your. Uh, Bobcat shirt more than once. But this goes to a question. Because okay. um, it's your perspective on it's different than the rest of us. Who is your all-time favorite Grizz? Oh. All right, Bruce. I don't really know. I used to like Jerry Louis McGee. Yeah, he was a lot of fun, wasn't he? And he was a blast. There was this guy on defense. That on, that I can only remember played for one year, but he was really good. I can't I think he was like number six or something in like 2018 or something. I can research it. Yeah, it's gonna come to me later. Number six. I thought Junior might be scooting on up there because 
he's provided some of the most exciting grizzly moments of your lifetime. Right? Yeah. Touchdown against the Bobcats. We'll see. All right. Anything else for us, bud? Mm-mm. All right. All right, James. Nice job with your basketball tournament this weekend, by the way. Did you get plenty of sleep before the tournament? <laughs> Why answer Brent's question? Mm-hmm. So there may or may not have been a uh, coach suggested curfew <laughs> of halftime at the Grizz game on Friday. Oh. Because the first basketball game in this tournament was 8 a.m. Oh Saturday gosh. morning. <clears throat> Let's just say that I got a text from one of the other basketball dads around uh, 11.15 on Friday night. <laughs> got a picture of a screenshot of the TV in their living room with uh, Mike and James <laughs> right up front <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> Busted. Looks like James missed curfew. That it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but did you win your game? Mm-hmm. So there we go. So you did not do like years ago the New York Giants won a playoff game and then like went to Miami and got on a boat and then came to Green Bay and lost. You actually showed up the next day and you balled out. Got the dub. Good work, sir. There's a lot of good kids on that team. All right. Go hit the showers. Quite literally, though, you played... Five basketball games this weekend. <laughs> you should shower. Yeah. Thanks, James. See you, dude. Bye, James. I didn't even realize that. It's like uh, he's got the Nugent jer- Sentinel jersey on. I just thought that was just like a typical Spartan shirt or something. Just, yeah, I mean, it, that's the warm-up. and you sports just isn't what it was when I played it. Yeah. Just give us like a T-shirt. That's a whole other podcast episode, but, you know. Man. Play why play, growing up here playing Y soccer, I just it just had the Meadow Gold logo on it for right. the milk, and uh, then it just it didn't have our names on. It. We'd have to take it, didn't have a number or anything. Yep. The helmets they gave us in Little Grizz were just like here, get get a concussion. <laughs> they were one step above leather. They were one step above that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Works for me. All right. Um, well, before we before we jump too deep into the pod, yeah, let's give a shout out oh, yeah. to the to. bounty before us. <laughs> so it's GFP Thanksgiving up in yeah. here. <laughs> so we find out earlier today that um, Conrad Montana native. Man, listen, the Golden Triangle has been coming in clutch for this podcast. We might just need to, not just a high line, but we just might need to crisscross through the whole area up in there. Right? So, Dr. Sheridan Jones, he he runs a, a line chiropractic in Helena, but he, you know, he grew up in God's country. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Salt of the earth. Mike, do you know who else grew up in that area? Besides me, of course. <laughs> Clayton Grenat. Clayton Grenat. Clayton, who Clayton. gave us some beef last week. or 30 pounds you know, of beef. 30 pounds of beef. And uh, also tweeted at me uh, a lot of uh, tips to try and get my snowblower started. So that was nice of him, too. Did they work? <laughs> Did, uh, was it on? They helped. <laughs> but um, the additive that uh, Brian Hunt suggested, actually, <laughs> yeah. is what got that sucker got started. Let's but go. anyway, let's focus on the bounty well, in front of us today. So, so Sheridan um, hooks us up with some free beer for tonight's pod. And we get it from Big Head Bottle Shop here in Missoula. And they're on Broadway. 
Which Brent, Brent cool. kind of described as heaven if you're a beer drinker. Incredible beer yeah. selection. It's, it's yeah. the best beer selection in town. And I mean, it's, it's you know, everyone goes like Orange Street Food Farm for yeah. variety. Yeah. That's probably the best place to go for like only Missoula or Montana beers, right? Well, and just all sorts of different unique stuff and... But the bottle, yeah, the bottle shop is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like if you and just scroll through their Instagram, uh, if you're looking, if you're like tired of the same old beers, head that way. And also, Big Head's Bottle Shop is owned and operated by a guy named Jared Robinson, also Conrad Montana. Now, then. This is like a crazy WWF match. <laughs> then from the top row. <laughs> Uh, Brad Onstott, him and his wife Ari run the Runway Fashion Exchange. Uh, That's where Luke does all his shopping. Uh, the the Devil's Triangle is what I call it. Down there. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> what else is there? Head down to head down to Brook Street and take a gander. You can get everything in one everything. stop for Christmas. All right, everything. stocking stuffers. But they sent us pizza. Stop. Had it delivered to my house. <laughs> stocking stuffers. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> With, uh, I think you're thinking of a different business. I'm right next street. to it. Yeah. Well, you know the the fashion exchanges. You get like brand name clothes there. Yeah. Uh, not at like the shopping mall prices. Right. Also, what I love about uh, all these folks, Montana, oh, and, and Brad is also from Conrad, Montana. Wow. No kidding. Brad's from Conrad. He's, uh, yeah, we grew Shout up together. Wow. Uh, his teams end up, you know, whooped my team's butts <laughs> for, you know, decade and a half. Uh, notwithstanding, he's a good dude. What classification of football is Conrad now? Ooh, Conrad is probably Class C. Okay. I'm guessing. I I don't know. I went to a Conrad right. football game. So anyway, they sent Once. us pizza. So nice. shout out to both of them. And shout out to Clayton for the beef as well, too. And oh, I kind of, I had a funny moment at the tailgate. And I don't know <clears throat> if Clayton put this guy up to it. But I get this guy on my tailgate I've never seen before. Older gentleman. And, uh... I have a, a younger lady who helps me with serving, and I like pouring the beer and BSing with people on pouring beer. And she taps my shoulder, and she's like, this guy's got a question for you. And he's like, I need to know where this beef is from. Is this Montana beef? And I was like, actually, it is. And he's like, <laughs> oh, my God. And they got a whole bunch of it. And then I told Clayton after the game or at some point in the game, things turned into a blur. And, uh, and again, we never noticed. Right? Right? Yeah, no. Um, and uh, he was, I think he, he was pretty proud of it too, but who knows? Uh, so it was just kind of funny because if he came the week before, I would have been the random tube of ground beef you get at Costco. So, but this time it came from him and definitely uh, tasted way better, cooked way better. <clears throat> awesome stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Clay. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, like, Sheridan. Thanks, Brad. I mean, free beef for your tailgate. We got free pizza tonight. We got free beer tonight. Two guys helped me troubleshoot getting my snowblower started. And <laughs> as you saw on the Twitter, it's up and running. So I mean, this has been a it's been a big week for our listeners of the, the Grizz Fan Pod. Really coming through in our lives. GFP's finally paying off. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> met the mayor of East Helena at your tailgate. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good conversation about whether or not East Helena. Okay. We can talk about it. 
as a as, as a singular unit with Helena? No. Definitely no. No. Definitely sure. no. Absolutely not. I will tell you, Brent's tailgate is where uh, the mayor of East Helena endorsed my campaign. So I appreciate that loyalty. <laughs> um. And actually, Mike was voted mayor of Tailgate Town. Yeah. <laughs> I over mean, with Brian Hunt's tailgate. Yeah, that's a it's a legitimate thing. Don't take this away. Speaking from me. of Brian Hunt's tailgate, Luke, I'm surprised you remember much from my tailgate. I mean, so I, Brent and I had texted earlier today because two, two games in a row now, Brian Hunt has tagged the pod and been like, hey, come over. And so I get to campus about 3-ish, 3.30, I don't know, something like that. And I text Luke because we had been earlier like, hey, let's go have a beer at this guy's tailgate. He's already there. So I hoof it over, get there. They, we take a shot of Fireball immediately, and then a shot of apple pie. Oh, oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, if he had had it in a mug, I could have drank the whole <laughs> thing. He has a fun name for it, um, but... Not pot friendly. If, not, if it's not pot friendly, that's not saying. <laughs> no, I don't... I, no, it's, it, it would be acceptable. Like, Evil Eve, I think, is what he calls it. Oh, okay. And then he had some stout. <laughs> yeah, no. In he a had the, that was... That was a A-plus tailgate. I mean... So I was there for maybe 45 minutes, had a nice bowl of taco soup, and then I started to realize, I'm going to die if I stay here. I've got other stops i got to make. I left Brent, or I left Luke alone. How, dude, how'd that go? Um, I, so I went, I went there. I was like, I'm going to take the afternoon off, right? It's celebration on campus today. So about noon, I check out. I'm like, I'm going to get a workout in, you know, like get a good spitz going and, and then cut loose. And so about 2.30, I wander out to Brian's tailgate. And you know that Tyson quote, like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth? <laughs> My plan was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, Brian's. Take it easy. It's great. Love his Twitter. Huge Grizz fan um, and the pod supporter. I'm going to go have a beer with him. And I got freaking rocked in the mouth <laughs> with shot after shot. I don't know how. I actually woke up Saturday feeling pretty good and a little oh. surprised. About how good I felt, I have no idea because I drank no less than <sighs> a dozen drinks at Brian's tailgate. Yeah, and you had shots fireball on mine with me. Yes, and, and I think you're drinking a couple, couple more beers. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, it was a phenomenal performance by the Grizz, but even better performance by my liver in, the, <laughs> in that 16 hour period, which is also important <clears throat> when we're making deep playoff runs. Yes. So. Uh, Anyway, yeah, it was a blur for a little bit. It was just a blast. It was a lot of fun. I was at a uh, holiday dinner at the Nine Mile Schoolhouse, and I wound up talking <laughs> to the uh, retired uh, like wrestling coach, like the the guy that like coached wrestling on like a like a club sport coach, mm-hmm. and we got to talk about the pod. So um, <laughs> it's just kind of funny and random. They're driving down from Polson all the time, so. Yeah, I ran, I ran into a guy from Stefan who comes down, uh, you know, in every game, listens to our pod just randomly, like, yeah, met yeah. him. Such a good day. I love Grizz, day, Grizz game days. They're a blast. If, if Kyle, did you figuring s- anything out, if you ever need, like, a recommendation for anything in Missoula, I'm pretty sure they could just reach out to you guys, because you guys are going to meet somebody from everything. <laughs> if you need, like, a plumber, I uh, met him, ran into him, fan of the pod. Fan met of him. the pod. Great, great plumber. Don't, he's got a toilet in yeah. the back of his truck right now. <laughs> like a doctor, know him too. <laughs> and I, I can get you a toe. I ran into the guy. <laughs> guy. 
I ran into the guy <laughs> who made who made the candy ass shirts. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's like he's like pointing at his tailgate trailer. He's like, We should take this. I'll drive it. To oh my God. For our tour. Oh! <laughs> yes! He volunteered his trailer for us. <laughs> The, the, the toner home. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> this is incredible. I've been there. That's actually... That is a, a, a accidental regular stop of mine because I really love all of them and one of my good buddies is married to one of his sisters and blah, blah, blah. But uh, they always do well, do it well there too. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, do you well, guys want to talk about? We're wait, thirty look, minutes into the pod. We, we should into, probably talk about a game. Well, huh? I don't know. Hold on. I ran into uh, uh, John Metropolis. Oh yeah, Johnny. Um, nice man. Who else? I, I, I saw other people in the Tavians too. Apologies. Yeah, no, uh, it's faded. Like my memories are coming back to me a little bit <laughs> as we're talking. But I, I, I have some pregame stuff to talk about. Okay, well, before we hit the game, let's, let's do, do it. it. Brent, what the. F- Frick, are you doing on Twitter? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking the about. The lead up to the game was swear. nuts on Twitter. About. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just a normal Friday for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody knows this list is a pod, right? Like, <clears throat> Thursday night, I clipped the interview with uh, Coulter Nuanas and um, the Furman QB where he said, we're a good tackling team. We're not that, not the most athletic, I think was his direct line, but a very good tackling team. And they've seen more athletic defenders or defenses weekly in the Southern Conference. And I just tweeted it out. And um, I think it started a little firestorm on Twitter. And okay. uh, I think I have a theory that I suddenly had a lot of accounts that tweeted a lot about football in the region in, in the South Carolina that didn't have weren't tied to people's names and were anonymous I think I, I have a theory I think the Furman team fired up their burners <laughs> and uh, kind of lit me on fire that morning but I mean because they were part, all very they're, quiet during the game they're, yeah, <laughs> and that was the thing there was only one of these accounts there was a ton of accounts talking trash the whole day and I tweeted this and it was like two hours before game before kick it got all but one stopped tweeting it's like I think it's players I mean, and I didn't care. And the thing was, most all of them save like one or two guys. It was aggressive trash talk, but it wasn't personal. Like a few people were getting stupid, like can happen. But uh, for the most part, it was just, it was a level of like aggressive trash talk that we're, we don't see a lot, even from like cat fans. Uh, and it made for a very entertaining day. <laughs> and night. And night. Because they dox you. Yeah, so I get doxed during the game. And uh, for those of you that don't know, that means they uh, found my phone number. And uh, wasn't that hard to find. Right? Well, and this is the <laughs> trick. Like, this isn't some great big top secret thing. I'm a realtor. My phone number can be very easily found. But so I am. Let me see if I can pull them up because I, I screenshot them. Um, so I get one. You suck, Brent. Furman all day. <laughs> suck, Brent. <laughs> Gonna be a long half, buddy. <laughs> And I said, okay. And they say something that I don't, I don't know if it's like, I, I don't know what it means. And so, uh, yeah. And then another one says, Brent, you fat ass frat boy. <laughs> Paladin's up. And they said, take this defense to the face. So, um, not the, you know. Not, not really that good at trash talk. No, nah, it wasn't the best. One. So, um, I, I texted him 
when the game ended and I said, can I call you? And <laughs> neither of them answered me. So uh, I went to the tailgate and this is, this is actually entertaining because usually, because you boys have all been to my tailgate after the game, it's usually us. Yeah. I get out there and there's like 40 people at my tailgate still. <laughs> and because we're still pouring the cold smoke and the, the Coors Light line had blown by then. So I call the first number on speaker <laughs> and I get his voicemail or their voicemail. I don't know. Uh, and uh, I just proceed to pull the crowd going from person to person, asking them who Furman plays next week. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, I hang up and I call the other number and we have a similar dialogue with their voicemail. Just like, hey, uh, really curious. Remind me, who does Furman play next week? And um, yeah, had some fun with it. It got a, that, that was a little weird. They haven't texted me back. I haven't had any further like retribution. So <clears throat> well, we don't try it again right now. No, should we? we should just give him a call. <laughs> you want to call him right yeah, now, Brent? Sunday night. You Why know, not? No, no. Five where they are. Let's. They're done with dinner. Yeah, it's after dinner. Let's let the moment stay itself here. Try him? No. Mike says no. No. Like, come on, come on. There's some level. There's some level where we won. Look, you're the tiebreaker. You and the Grizz fan pod destroyed Twitter that day. Yes, Michael. No, you're gonna call and harass someone on on the pod? Just ask yeah, him a question. Just one question. Just gonna ask him one question. <laughs> Mike's already nervous. This is going to voicemail. It's totally going to voicemail. He's gonna see four. Or they're gonna see four oh six. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna voicemail. Well, I was con- I was convinced though that they're gonna start dropping f bombs. We can edit. We're not live. Oh, my word. I hope they have an early morning. So after <laughs> after uh, James's team won their tournament today, yeah, their coach um, really stressed how proud he was of them for letting the scoreboard do the talking and never getting too wrapped up in the moment. Oh, why are you looking at me weird? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out you out there because it <sighs> seemed like good advice then, man. Yeah, no. I, I tweeted this yesterday. I recognize I'm on a very, very dangerous path that has greater odds of ending badly than nicely. But it's okay. I'm having a lot of fun. And um, the one thing I'm sure of is yeah. if if this season doesn't end up going the way we would like it to go, I have no doubt that you will take it all in stride on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I was thinking? Was someone was going to come up near your tailgate? And then just be like, hey, do you know where Brent is? <laughs> like, Get the shit I was out like, of yeah, me. he's right over there. And then he's going to come up and like drop me out. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> we got to get to Brent. <laughs> but the nice thing was, because people definitely enjoy following me for the receipts, I had no receipts. And then I had all the receipts. And it started with FCS radio, na- nation radio guy. Who went on a bender the night before it appears and was talking about Furman running through the Grizz defense like shit through a goose at five in the morning. My um, my problem with him and a lot of other people, but him, you know, being a su- supposed yeah. journalist and you know pointing out that he's got a radio show in seventy markets should understand that, you know, if you say something out loud on the radio, yeah. it is now part of the conversation. Of course. And Somehow that person 
seem to think that us clipping a part of the interview mm-hmm. where the QB said what he said somehow made Coulter a bad journalist. Yep. Because um, then Coulter played the whole interview for context. As he should. Um, it's good journalism. So I'm just going to say that that person's not a credible source of anything in my mind. Also, SoCon biased. Big time. There we go. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So had some nice receipts to cash after that game. But Receipt King. All I will that. tell you is I... Uh, I wandered around the tailgates until about one in the morning, and it was great. With James? No, I'm just kidding. No, no I don't. No, James went home. <laughs> James went home. And I ran into lots of people who not only um, <laughs> laughed at uh, the Twitter performance uh, from you and from oh. the, the Grizz fan pod as well, yes, yes. but uh, felt that it was warranted and appreciated. Okay. And some of those people are, uh, you know... Close enough to the team to matter to us. Had some similar <clears throat> texts and outreach as well. So happy to do my part. To put a bow on this. Meme. I'm doing <clears throat> my part. To put a bow on this. <laughs> this is all linked into an online article written about the game. <laughs> yes. and, and, right? Bro Bible, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this Dude, hit, I don't know. They just radar? my tweet. You're now Twitter famous. I guess. I, you know what I haven't done? I should look and see how many views that has. Uh, at the at the end of the game, it was like up to 80,000 80, or something. <clears throat> yeah, so this like online like bro Bible, what are they? It's, it's, it's sports, but it's all sorts of kind of other stuff as well too, isn't it? They, <clears throat> I thought the article was actually super dumb and like kind of uninformed because it was like, Furman quarterback trashes defense and gets cracked. And I'm like, well, the, the bro Bible is known for good writing. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> True I mean, hardcore journalism. So. Kyle, you would go back into journalism. If bro to Bible write for the bro you. Bible? Yeah. I would consider it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that offer out there. <laughs> yeah, so that guy picked up. And um, that just made things all the more fun. So uh, that allowed me to carry over my trash talk to South Dakota who <clears throat> their fans did not care about me calling them frauds, but I was, uh, you know, uh, riding a streak of uh, saying things like that, and I made most of Idaho Nation fa- uh, pretty upset. So, uh, yeah, that happened too. It kept me up to like 3 in the morning, <laughs> looking through Twitter and just seeing yeah, all your responses. Waking up at 9 a.m. with a little bit of a headache and, uh, you know, Hundreds of Twitter notifications. <laughs> but boys, uh, yeah. let's cheers. Hey, to Brent. Let's cheers. No, not to me. To the <laughs> to the that. Montana Grizzlies. Because <laughs> we are in territory we haven't visited since two thousand nine. Since oh nine. Yeah, semifinal home. Has it? Can you believe it's been that long? No. So eleven, we were in the semifinals, but we we're on the road. Yep. Yep. Nine was our last semifinal home game. Oh my god. It feels good. It feels great. It also feels a little nerve-wracking. It does, doesn't yeah. it? It's it's uh, it's going to be a, a week of anxiety and low focus at work. Low, low, low energy. You know what's I mean, interesting for me is it feels like cat week already for me. Yeah. In a different way, but it's like the same kind of feeling of like, I'm, I'm calm, I'm, I'm not nervous. Whatever happens, I'm good with, but I feel good about things. Hmm. Um, hmm. Got a lot to talk about between now and then, though. I was, I was going to say, I, uh, I I tweeted this as well, too, though. Like, if people think 
Furman fans are active on Twitter. Just get ready. Yeah, yeah, but NDSU is the difference. NDSU fans aren't going to go crazy if one of their players says something stupid and we bring it up. Yes, they're going to recognize like, oh gee, should have said something stupid. The other team might, you know, pay attention to that. I'm guessing all of Furman's fans are like family members or like one degree of separation away from every player. Right? There's like there. no like, long time Furman fans, are there? Well, the coach has been there 31 years. Well, they have to hire so his assistant. Ex- yeah. Not just as a head coach, he played there. He was an assistant when they lost to the Grizz in the championship. Wow. Uh, he's been the head coach for the last seven years. He's um, like pulling an Aaron Best. Yeah, there's a picture of uh, his son and <laughs> Robbie Houck out at Red's Bar the night before the game. That's right. Yeah. 31 years. Wow. 31 years. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're totally right. The toxicity of NDSU has been experienced before. They, <laughs> they go hard in the paint. I'm excited for this. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They're an educated fan base. Yeah. They, they have been the kings of this division for 10 years now. Yep. And they have nine titles. My God. Right. We'll get to them in a bit, though. <sighs> they're losing their coach. At the end of their season. Fight on. <laughs> and that's the first time in the history of this pod that that's been used appropriately. Correctly, yep. <laughs> so, interesting. Was there anything in the Furman game that made you, like, really nervous? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Where do you start, Brent? Um, we better have our full contingent on our offensive line this week, or we're going to have a hard... It's It's, like... Furman took away our interior run. Grant, I think there's a broader thing. It felt like suddenly our offense tried to simplify for Furman. Um, I'd be interested to see if there was like some sort of stat of like interior rush yards we had on them because it felt like really none. And so we are we played the game down technically three starters, right? Because McGinnis, I think it's just safe to assume we're not going to see him anymore. He's out. Um, I think Walker. I felt like he gave the first series a go. I thought I saw him on the field. He came back. He came out, and he was back in in the third quarter for sure. Okay, so played a little bit, but had a hard time with it. Yeah, he wasn't a hundred percent. So then, like Pamphilov, who's been playing interior since McGinnis, had to go to tackle, and then the Texas kid, seventy-five, is that McCabe? McCabe. Um, came in and. I mean, he's probably going to be a starter for us next year. But, I mean, your first start against a very big and physical D-line and a defense that masked its blitz really well, I don't know. I didn't and, watch him specifically. And a D-line but that I think attacked our wide splits better than anybody has. Way all better yeah. than anybody else, yeah. yep. And their lateral speed and everything, it just – it was like it, – it was – it kind of felt like we were watching O-line from play from September. Yeah. But it's, that, a fi- it's the fifth. We didn't. It was better than September line play, but it felt like it in moments. The flip side, Mr. Glass half empty, Sorry. is that you know some of those young alignment who are going to have to be the heart and soul of our line next year just started in one of the biggest playoff games we've had in over a decade. Absolutely. And they're going to do it again. And they're going to do it again. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's kind of it's like, it's funny. I had a far kind of a future thought at some random point this morning because I think at the beginning of the season, we were looking at this O line has. Three seniors, four seniors. The starting group: McGinnis, Walker, four, Forbes, Forbes, McGinnis, Was Grimsrud. 
And maybe Journey, yeah. Um, Definitely three. But that now, we're not gonna but return. it's like, and I mean, Grimsby's a sophomore. Journey's three. a sophomore? Yeah. Okay. So we're losing three guys. We've already identified their three replacements and they've started. And they've played, and played a lot, a significant of, yeah. amount of time. So that's positive. <clears throat> so something is like in the long run where it's like, I mean, you go 201 miles down the road here and they have no idea who their offensive line is going to be next year because they're all in the portal. I think we kind of do. So, yeah. But that was a big worry I had from the Furman game was and watching NDSU's D-line annihilate South Dakota's. I was like, yeah. it's not going to get easier. But Saturday's not going to be easier. You know, what's interesting, and I know transitive properties don't – it's a stupid way to look at it, but it's like – they and the cats battled back and forth and went overtime the week after we crushed the cats. I mean, right. like we this team can do this. They game plan well. They can do this. I actually think, and don't get me wrong, NDSU could absolutely come in and win, and I think they're going to be favored by the betters by a touchdown. They, they, are, they, they are favored. They are favored. Two and a half. Well, that's better than a touchdown. But, <laughs> but um, might as well be, though, on the road in the playoffs. Like, that's a – you know, factoring in what the Grizz get at home, if you will. But um, yeah, yeah, so they're they deserve it. I think that Furman has better athletes on their defense. As much as I, you know, want not to feed into that hole. Oh no! Gonna let Danny Hughes fans do this now. They're going to snip this, and they're going to play this, and now they're going to have that little banner. You better cut it out. Blurb that part out. We'll bleep it. Bleep it. <clears throat> Just a lot bleep of it. Bleep it. No, no, no. But, but, but hear me out. I don't, mean, I don't mean that NDSU doesn't have a great defense, because we all know that NDSU's been pumping out NFL players. NFL players for a decade, and they've won nine championships in the last 11 seasons or whatever it is. <clears throat> I think that that Furman defense – it just fell on another level to me. I agree. I I actually found myself... I watched the game back today. Um, I found myself really liking their defense. Like yeah. I like their guys on their defense. Yeah, I like the way they played. Um, I wrote down the name Cam Brinson, number three, their safety. Yeah. That dude is a missile. He's a dog. Yeah. He plays tough. He, he, he was so physical. Even like end of plays... Like he is, <laughs> he's pseudo beyond the whistle. Echo but of the whistle. It's yeah. Exactly what we want yeah. in players like us. And I like he blew up so many uh, lateral attempts to get to the sideline on Big the run game. Mm-hmm. He was in the pocket so quick, and I actually was impressed with Pease in a big way for recognizing. We had to do a little, a little tomfoolery, a little more like play action pass, like just Clifton, just straight keeper bangers because their defense was so athletic and they were blowing up our offensive line in a humiliating way. I thought, like, I'm, and that's a I, that's a tough word. Yeah, they were humiliated. I get that. I get that a lot of them were new, right? We're playing out of position. Yeah. But they got dogged. So, and Pease and um, Clifton found a way to still be productive. Yeah, for sure. stretches. Um, let me ask you a question, though. Do you think that if a team knew what was coming, oh, they would look better? If, if the Grizz knew... No, if... 
if the defense knew what was coming on offense, you're going to make them look better. I want to dive yeah. into this conspiracy. Yes. Because, of course. Uh, what's that guy from Michigan? It certainly seemed like they knew exactly where to be on every play, right? Sure. And if you, if you talk to people who were close to their bench, they would say that their bench would be calling out, QB run right! And then it would be a QB run right. Which makes you wonder if somewhere our signals got exposed or if we've got a tell. Mm. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I want to I really want to dive into this is actually something in my notes that we I really some, want to dive into. We have fan questions on this too. Yeah. Because like you said, there was uh, somebody on Twitter said that that they heard it. Somebody in the tailgates after the game suggested it. You mentioned it yesterday when we watched the NDSU game that it looked that way. And they were clearly a team that took signs seriously. Because they held up a tarp behind their defensive coordinator every time he was signaling in plays. So I think they think about it as an institution if they have a guy specifically who holds up a tarp to, you know, make sure their signals are not being seen from behind. And there was one play that teams usually get suckered hard, and they were all over it. We ran a flea flicker. Yeah. And Cliff had to run it because he couldn't throw it downfield. I don't know that I've ever seen that on a flea flicker. Like that doesn't happen very often. Teams usually get suckered into that, and they knew they were all over it. So I like the idea that there's a. I like the idea of this conspiracy that they they had something. I mean, I not saying it's true, but I I really it, like. It makes that me one. feel like a punk buying into this conspiracy. Yeah. No, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not. I, I, I agree. But I like no, it. We have no proof that they did anything nefarious. Yep. I definitely think they figured out our signals at minimum. Because they absolutely knew what to switch into on defense. There was only one play where I really paid attention to it on Cliff's, on Cliff's touchdown. He, you could see them. It was like a play action where they ran fonts, like on a jet sweep, just play action. And you could see their defense completely flow to that side. And then he had the, the boundary side wide open, and that's why he scored. So that's the one play where I'm like, you know, we've run that play a lot. And if they flowed like that that hard... They didn't know. They didn't. They definitely didn't know that one. Or what but, about all the RPOs that we run? Like, how it doesn't really matter with your signals there, does it? I don't. Know. I don't know. But a co- I don't know. A coach can override an RPO, though. I just think that just be like, just run it. I don't care. I mean, they were third in the FCS in rush defense coming in, and we had some new starters, and we had current starters playing out of position. I think it's reasonable to to think that there was some adjustment and to make that adjustment against an elite defense will make you look a little inept. So you know, like I think that's the reason why almost no one but Clifton had rushing yards. But I mean like that yeah, no, I mean and on pass plays we they banged us up the middle and moved Cliff off his spot and half of the pass attempts Cliff had, he was on the run, on the move, not in optimal positions. Mm-hmm. Um, like they did a that was a really good defense. If there was a if there the conspiracy's right, that's another thing. But if it's wrong, we just beat probably like the best defense we've played all year long. Well, I think both can be true because it 
it's absolutely the best defense we've played all year long. I don't think – I mean, no, without no one disagrees without with that, doubt. right? Yeah. Like I'm the, just excited by this conspiracy theory, that's all. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just think it's fascinating. Like if <laughs> oh, a good conspiracy. Gate, you know, if what gate, if yeah. what you know some of the fans on the sideline are saying is true that they were like calling it out. I, most likely, what it is is they figured out a tell. It would surprise me at this point in the season. No other team ever figured that out, but mm-hmm. you know, it's something for them to work on, and yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, change up the whole offense right now. But they did embarrass the interior of our line. Like we got dominated yeah. in the interior. The, they were good. they were good. That, they were good. They were they were dogs in there. And the other thing that it seemed like the first time the Grizz offense had a challenge with was yard after catch. In many instances, on shorter passes, was very minimal. And I can think of uh, I, I think it turned into a Ramos uh, field goal make where there was like it was third and seven, third and eight. And it was like kind of a short crosser to I think Junior, and I mean yeah. I think it was that safety just hits him, drops him, bang. And we had a lot of these plays where we're used to our receivers catching a pass three, four yards short of gain for first, and you're slipping a tackle, you're breaking through, you're out running. That did not happen. We had we had multiple like screens, tunnel screens, bubble screens, receiver screens. There was one that worked out pretty well, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they go for. Three, four, five yards, or no gain at all. I mean, Furman was on the ball quick. Yeah, I'm actually were... really looking forward to a Kem's breakdown this oh, yeah. week of Furman because yeah. it, it was fascinating to watch again and go like slow motion. Yeah, oh, for sure. And be like, oh, oh that guy got Where blown guy up. Now from? it's it's this guy's turn to get blown up, <laughs> yeah. and then this dude makes a great play, and you're like, oh, we got to punt again. Yeah, yeah. It was I, like that third quarter into fourth quarter was. Not looking good. Like, I was starting to think, uh-oh, uh-oh. Actually, I think both of you said that we were going to lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! I, I think both of you. That was, I think I have text that was the fireball talking. I thought yeah. we were – I I thought when they went ahead, we were screwed because we just could not move the ball. Yeah. But then where I decided we were going to lose it is when we started to play Bobby Ball after that <sighs> return touchdown. And – the, our last two offensive series where we were content running three times, running clock, and punting it, if if they had gone for two at the end like they intended to and gotten it and we'd lost. It's all on that. It would have all been on playing not to lose. Yeah. I actually think Bobby Ball started earlier in the game. We had an opportunity at the end of the first half yep. to, to try to make a couple first downs and kick a field goal at least. Yeah, it sort of poked its head in the window there, but they like they like if like watching it back, like I didn't think they really shut down the offense really until there was five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They definitely did it right before the half, mm-hmm. but like I mean, they were still throwing the ball downfield, like in the third and fourth quarter. Like they were still trying to get guys open, but yeah, when when we right after that punt return and uh, I think it was f- about five and a half minutes left is when they were like, nope, we're just content running the ball. And yeah. try to bleed this clock out, and we're just gonna shut it down. You know, in the first half, especially when we we're missing field goals, even when we were settling for field goals, 
it just felt like that same like we're letting this team hang around. Yeah, you know, and we oh, could totally not did. get a lead more than one score. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just felt like, gosh, if we can get a lead more than one score, this is going to start to whatever because our defense was dominant. Right. And people get wrapped up on like you know I've seen people on Two Twitter goals. say, oh, Furman should have. Uh, they were the better team. They should have won this game. Bullshit. Furman was lucky to be in this game. Yeah. And I understand that their defense, whatever. But if they're going to take away Bergen's kick return and punt return, like those didn't happen, then we get to take away their two plays. Yeah. You know, the giant pass on the five-yard slant that got oh, the one-yard line yeah. on zero blitz on third down. And then the QB run for, what, 55 yards also on third down. Mm-hmm. Outside of that? 159 yards of offense on 78 plays. So, dude was 16 of 47 passing. Yeah. 188 yards. 70 of those were on that one play. 95 yards rushing for the day as a team. 53 of them on one play. Um, And I would like to throw in a punk asterisk, too. We got fucked by those refs, guys. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Like... So, like, it, yeah, the the argument the penalty bounces way off. Mike's making sure. ninety to ten, I think, on like they they had two big plays, and then a 15, cluster 90, of calls that shouldn't have went their way. The extended drives, extended drives, we, or Grizz like, penalties gave Furman five first downs. Yeah, we had no first downs from Furman. Penalties. We have to clean that up, though. And but we can blame the refs so, all we want. Look, God, it's so, funny you say that. Like rewatching the game because I was like, "Okay, show me this. Show me this." Governor face mask. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was legit. Um, the one I really kind of thought was the Ryder Meyer pass interference where he got hurt. I think that was fourth quarter. They're sitting there. Drive. That looked like a just a my, damn good. My problem with the Grandy um, pass interference is that was, they. Yeah, they hadn't called that type yeah. of contact all day, and then they call it right there. They also, like, let, they also let them get away with like an egregious offensive so interference. One of the worst Corbin, I've ever there was seen. Been an interception. Corbin Walker. Yeah. Corbin Walker was interfered on with two interceptions. One where, yeah. where Governor almost tackles a guy in the end zone. Yeah. And they show the and the receivers. The guys on TV are like, "Oh, Corbin Walker's pretty mad. Let's see what happens." And he like gets run over, and the dude like jumps on his back. Yeah. <laughs> and then later in the game, on a deep shot. Walker is trying to make a play on a fade, and number two like runs him over and like knocks him down, like isn't even looking at the ball. And mm-hmm. the commentators like, "Oh, Corbin Walker should have got flagged for that." It's like Corbin Walker They're, was trying to catch the ball. <laughs> my thing was a little bit more of like there, the, some of the things they didn't call. There was a blatant face mask in the fourth oh, quarter, kind of on my sideline. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was on, but blatant would have been a first down, a yeah. lot closer, yeah. Yeah. and they just. What about that stupid encroachment on well, the field goal? On the field goal that they didn't call. You know, some people said on TV like that it actually didn't look like they jumped off sides. They like they did this like weird like like mm. pick shoulders up. They just picked their body up and put their hand back down. I thought, but they didn't show the replay very well on TV. They didn't show the replay. Yeah. I they thought like a weird cut. Like you like, saw it for a half second. It was right in front of me. I thought it was like. I thought it was obvious. You it looked like those crazy Seattle Seahawks defenses with like Richard Sherman and stuff. Yeah. And Cam Chancellor. Like one of the things they did was they pass interfered on every pass play. Every play. <laughs> and they said, you know, they were like, well, they can't throw them all. Like they won't. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought with this yeah. Furman team. They made a lot of contact with receivers, disrupting routes down oh, yeah. the field. Yeah. 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 On, you know, they prevented plays from opening up, right? And none of that stuff was called. Yeah, 
and that's kind of like that physical. Maybe it's playoff football. Maybe they're just swallowing their whistles a little bit. But I, I didn't. Th- yeah. Whereas in the game before, I didn't think the refs played a factor. No, yeah, I don't, the Delaware game. No, yeah, yeah, I thought they did in this game. They, I mean, they kept firming in the game, right? I mean, and granted, Grizz penalties did too, right? Like on the punt, Grayson Pibble. Just I think he kind of stumbles, oh but oh my god, buddy. <laughs> and it's fine. Like at the end of the day, I'm sure he won't do it again. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, it's like again. Like my problem was less with happening. the calls that they made against Grizz. It's that, the ones that there's no way that it was so unbalanced. Yeah, for sure. But I think, and I've felt this two weeks in a row now, that some of these refs from these other conferences. It's almost like they feel like the home field is such an advantage and the crowd is oh, such an advantage yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's like they feel more compelled to point out, like, hey, you, you're you're cheating and you already have an advantage, where it's like they're not doing that for the other team. They're fasting. That's two weeks in a row where I felt that way. <laughs> but they're, They were what, CAA refs? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't play in big environments there, but like... Yeah, playoff game. I don't know. I don't know. They're, I mean, they were bad. They they're were really ideally bad. their best. The CAA's best, right, if they're at this level. You know what's interesting Theory. is the crew that we had for the Delaware game last week was the crew at the Idaho game. Yeah. And, and guess what the Idaho players got to do? The seatbelt. So I think what happened no is somebody critiqued that crew over the week. Because the other thing they did is there were a couple times where – all ref in particular threw a flag, and they all met as a group. And at least one time, I got waved off, huh. uh, and that was not happening. So I just, I interesting, fascinating. But nonetheless, we've moved on, and who cares? Clearly. Um, before we get into kind of all the other aspects of the game, anything else in the game itself? Like, I thought it was really funny in the watchback how that. Early Fonts sideline catch where his butt goes in bounds first. How much butt talk they had in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> they were like zooming in on his butt. <laughs> Wasn't the answer? It's like he got a cheek in. Or he, yeah. got, he got his booty down. He got his booty down. It's like if I was Fonts, I would delight in the fact that, <laughs> that, like, I don't know, a million people are at home looking at my butt. <laughs> I thought that was terrific. I mean, I th- a couple of things that I had from the game as well, too. I think, I mean, in the face of a lot more adversity in the run game, Clifton McDowell had his best rushing game of the year. He and we've we've heard this talk from Bobby Hawk before as well, too. He wants his he wants his ball carriers to finish plays in bounds, and you just love that your quarterback when he had that that final that zone read rollout where he goes down and he scores a touchdown two plays later like he doesn't tiptoe out of bounds he just went right in. he cuts in and he let, you know plants that safety on his ass you know and i felt did like the shoulder roll thing yeah, when he got yeah. up <laughs> and so i like i really like how he set the tone and then that throw to keelan white in overtime oh. first of all the move the head fake Ooh. by keelan yep oh my god and so I did a little, you know, Mr. Go 30 <laughs> thing with that. And then, uh, but the video on it, um, holy shit. That was, and I mean, it's still, we are, like, Cliff had a, was, and that throw had to be perfect, bad, though, because if he was but, even a second later, that's an interception. Yeah. Like, that yeah. throw was perfect. perfect. I mean, so Cliff was 17 for 31, 208 yards, touchdown to pick. 
and he ran for 118 with a touchdown, average 5.6. And, I mean, he ran for 118, and the Grizz running backs ran for 19, 3, and 2. So, like, I mean, that game was on this dude's shoulders. Like, the way he played, again, this is just like, there's a. it's funny, you can look at, like, a lot of little things from this game, and if it doesn't go the way it did, the Grizz don't win. But Cliff's play, in the face of toughest defense we've probably played, you know, fastest for sure, um, just to continue to be out there. His pick, right, miscommunication with the receiver. Because if he had put some more air on it, that's touchdown. That guy was wide open. Well, wide open. I, I but think, the question is – I think Cliff thought receiver was coming back. Or so, you know go. what's interesting is Bobby, after the game, blamed Cliff. Oh, So they didn't say receiver ran the wrong route. They blamed Cliff. I don't think he did because it's a read route based on the coverage. There's an there's a rule that they have. Yeah. Teams have rules when, when you see that off coverage based on the type of coverage that they're running. Yeah. But what's fascinating to me is that the DB just sat there. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, it's like the DB knew he was going to throw it there. So I wonder <laughs> if there's like a tendency. And, yeah, yeah. But, you know, correct it in film study, I suppose. I think the tendency is Cliff had dudes in his face all day. So, <laughs> so the cornerback's like, yeah, he's probably going to get this out. But, man, in that moment, like if they could have gotten a touchdown there. Again, Ooh. there are so many moments you can look back on in this game and say, like, if this had just gone this way, they would put him away. And I actually think that after Bergen returns the first, the opening kickoff for a touchdown, the place yeah. is going crazy. If they stopped that third down, they don't give up that slant mm, on yeah. zero coverage. Yeah. I think that that might be it. Yeah, it could have been a totally different game. Yeah. Just different, yeah. Buried under the avalanche momentum. Yep. yep. Sawyer Racanelli doesn't make a one-handed two-point conversion Right? Catch. How yeah. underrated is that? Yeah. Like, we, we, yeah. like, we lose the game. That is... Oh. Right? And I'm glad they had the guts to go for two I there. It. I love it. You know, so I, I, we're knocking them for being conservative in other places, but to go for two and get that back to a touchdown on a, you know, a seven-point game. Back shoulder fade on the two-yard line. No one loves those calls. But, but it was, I couldn't believe it. It was a I great throw, though. That, that was, was an the, awesome throw. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like a traditional fade, though, because it, it wasn't... He wasn't all... Yeah. It wasn't like up and over. It was like, hey, you're in. You're outside. I'm throwing it outside. Yeah, go do just, it. And when it made it catch. Yeah, it's a 50-50 ball win, win it. And he did. Yeah. One hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Good for Sawyer. Yeah. Sawyer Racanelli. There we go. Hey, guys, I want to cheers again. (laughs) Just to to the Grizz defense. Right. Oh, my God. Those dudes are mean. I mean, just two bad plays, right? That's it. QB run and that tight end. And that that was it. That tight end. I mean, that tight end was a basketball player also. Dude, it's cool. At, at Ferris State. State. He played uh-huh. football at yeah. Ferris State and basketball at Ferris State. Yeah. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> Just kidding. He was wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. The, yeah. On the replay. They were talking watching, about it. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about it then, but it's like, it is just striking how much taller he is than, like, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe they didn't go to that guy more. You that think? drive, they figured it out and were going to him. It was like the only That's guy his only catch. old six god <laughs> looked at. Also, what a terrible nickname for that guy. Is that really his nickname? There That's was people those, on Twitter calling him that for sure. Twitter. Huh. Six yeah. God. God. Sorry, you can't be 16 of 47. Dude sounds like a great guy, but yeah, here's, here's, here's but my problem. Not the greatest quarterback. Here's right. my problem with this dude. Kyle, are you saying fans say dumb shit sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Furman fans. He's... I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I was not impressed with his ability. Yeah. I was impressed yeah. with his toughness, and he yeah. was a competitor. For sure. Yeah. But it's sort of like... Tim Tebow light, you know, like <laughs> mm. he was tough 
and he was a competitor. Yeah. But he's ultimately wasn't very good at football, at least that day. Yeah. yeah. Again, Definitely two, that two good plays. Two right. good plays. Yeah. I guess, and, I don't know. The and I game time touchdown. That was just a prayer. <laughs> I think he got bailed out. Just by like he got hit by three guys. And right. And threw it up to the tallest that's guy where, like, was. If we touch him, we got to bring him down. And we had a yeah. chance. Yeah. Just like we haven't seen a defense that good yet, they definitely haven't seen a defense like ours yet. Yeah, no. I mean, again, save a couple instances, they had a real hard time with us yeah. running the ball, which, yeah, we, we took the run game away from them. They don't want that guy throwing 47 passes a game. That's not their – you no. know, he's like averaging 23, pa- 23, 24 passes a game going before this one. So, yeah. I mean, I think he – I think he only accounted for like 2,100 yards all season. Yeah, no, I mean, but he was still leading. And he was MVP. still the offense. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like, they don't generate a lot. So, like, I don't know. I was not. I was not like that impressed with him as a as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He was way off the mark on a ton of throws. Like, he threw a few, he threw a few good balls, but like, yeah. I thought he was the the game ending pass breakup by Trevor Gradney. That was a perfectly thrown ball. Yeah. I mean, that tight end. I mean, it was a better breakup. So, Gradney, like, they celebrate, and then he just kind of slowly walks back to the middle of the field. It's like, <laughs> that dude, he had a great second half. Mm-hmm. Gradney? Yeah. Yeah. The whole squad defensive unit. I mean, they all had their moments. On fire. We got Hank back. Hank Noose. Mr. Noose. He gets a sack. Yeah. Forced to fumble. We didn't land on it. But how awesome is this rule change that lets these guys do this? I mean, I love it. I, I actually think this is good by the NCAA because it's like you know what, dude missed all year, but he's healthy now and he can contribute to his team. And so you're not going to penalize him a whole year, but you're gonna it, it helps the rest of the team. Let him play. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, regular listener Joel Chipman wanted to point out that uh, between Bergen's returns and Gradney and OT, we all owe a thank you to the Billings Public School System, <laughs> <laughs> the Magic City. Ah. Um, Conrad. He then followed it up with Shelby this and Shelby that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's cheers to the Magic City. (laughs) Cheers. We have beers from one of their uh, breweries. Oh, we do. Is that what it means? Shout out to a lot of the the fans over there, including some of our listeners who, because it was a Friday, they couldn't get here. And so they pooled a bunch of tickets and found people to go that's that, awesome that was one thing i hated uh watching it on tv was when that it, when it like South showed around South. the stadium you know the crowd didn't look that great and they never once said like they never were like teams fans travel from all around they probably don't know that first of all yeah they don't but like that never got mentioned so our crowd didn't look that great but it's like it's a friday night you think somebody's gonna travel here from like 300 miles away they can't get work off not everybody can get work off I bet that crowd would have been like two, three thousand people bigger had it been on a Saturday. Saturday, I agree with you. Or I will say, find out this Saturday. Did the, I thought the crowd was awesome. Uh, it was, I mean, it was it twenty thousand plus. Yeah, you know, all the other sides felt pretty damn full. All in all, even South though, End Zone was light. Even that's though, it. yeah, all the other sides. Yeah. Um, even though getting tickets was weird, and what was released on Tuesday, some was better it? tickets got released later in the week. So I don't completely get that. That's weird, but. As always happens in playoff games, and I was telling people in the tailgates beforehand when they were worried about the crowd, I said, I don't care if it's 15,000. It's going to be 15,000 people who are fired up and ready to be there. And you know what? They were. And smart. Yeah. Smart fans, too. Like, we didn't have – I always have people around me who are shouting when we have the ball on offense. 
I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's usually earlier in the season, you know, when it's kind of like a social event, you know? Sit down yeah. on offense, stand like, up on defense. I always have to, like, remind them to shut up. Didn't have to do that <laughs> on Friday night, so that was nice. Yeah. We had smart fans there. We had uh, 20,800. So. That's good for a Friday night. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's yeah. another playoff-leading crowd. All right, uh, question for you guys. Where do you rank Junior Bergen as an all-time returner for Montana? This is a great question because, you know, I started asking people. So, okay, so my question is a little different. So can I ask mine and we we answer them both? Yeah. My question is where do you rank Junior Bergen in pivotal players in Grizz history? Oof. Because if he wins a national championship, he has got some of the biggest moments to – in his in his era of Grizz football that you can think of, right? I mean, we're trying to think of who else you could put him. Like, I mean, there's Chase Reynolds, Mark Mariani, huh? Matt Wells. All right, I got yeah, I got six, I got six names. I want you guys to try to rank them. Oh God, Mark Mariani, Malik Flowers, Lavander Seegers. Jefferson Heidelberger, oh, Junior Bergen, oh, on that list. Oh how do you go Lord. one to six? I don't know. It's so and hard. You didn't even right? you didn't even use Jerry Lee McGee. Jay What's crazy him. is you're gonna have recency bias. I think I would go Mark one, Junior two. So here's the thing with Malik. Malik was only kick. Malik is the best kick returner we've ever had. But he was not punt. But he wasn't punt. Where most of these other guys, than Bergen, because Mark Mark did punts. He didn't do punts the whole way through. No, I think he moved off punts as he became a feature receiver. But like Jefferson, Jefferson only was kickoffs as well, wasn't he? I think so. And then Lavander did both. Yeah, man, people love Lavander. And Jerry did great. Jerry did both. Funny thing was, I think there was a moment. I think I said this like last year when I was like, Bleak Flowers is the best kick returner Montana's ever had, and people were like, oh. Dumbass, there's Mark Mariani. So it's like pulling numbers, and people are like, well, there's Lavander too. I think, like, statistically, he only had like one touchdown. Not that that's like the be all end all stat, but. Um, Heidelberger was a better returner during those times than Seegers was. Yeah. In my memory. Yeah. Uh, th- that might be fair. What the Mike's question is interesting fun. because we'll, we'll never come up with an answer on the best returner, but <sighs> Bergen making. Well, one, people will, I think, the longer it gets away from the moment, forget how Junior Bergen, as a true freshman, played running back after never playing running back in high school because everyone on our squad was injured. We had zero running back depth as opposed to now, right? Right. And they were like, uh, Junior, do you want to be running back? And he figured it out, right? Then he makes... You know, that pivotal 2021 cat game, cat yeah. game catch, right? Yeah, yeah. He, Sets the tone. He balls out this year like crazy. Cat game, Man. unequivocally, right? The Furman game. Like, he, he shows up in big moments. He does. He really does. I mean, what happened on Friday night will have staying power. You know, like... People forget details of playoff games, even playoff games they love. You know, you remember moments. Like, sure, sure. You remember moments of the App State game where, you know, the, the pass breakup at the end, you know. People will remember 
I was at the game where Junior Bergen returned a punt and a kick for touchdowns. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's like yeah. Reggie Jackson hitting three home runs in the World Series, right? Yeah. People remember that. And in the play, the list of plays in Grizzly lore, where it's like people will remember that play, there's only a handful of them. But this will be one. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that equals biggest, but like how people kind of put those things in their minds. You know, you think of like Andy Larson hitting the kick, you know, yeah. Mark Mariani's uh, return against South That one happened started. on the road, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, like, to be in Wagriz and do it. Yep. I think is like a half a point. And there are others, but I mean, it's like in a playoff game <laughs> that we went to overtime. He had two touchdowns in regulation. Yeah. Punt return, kick return. I mean, it's one of the biggest performances of all time in Grizzly history. Right? Saved like one of the most like kind of interesting seasons for yeah. a fan. Yep. Good, oh, yeah. That I can ever yeah, remember. For sure. Like the roller coaster that it's gone on and now where we are now. Like if he doesn't do that. We'd probably lose. Oh, yeah. So it scores points there. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. who were the six again? <laughs> um, Heidelberg. Heidelberger. Uh, well, now it's seven. No, wait. No, no, it's six. Jefferson Heidelberger, Levandis, Levander Seegers, Mark Mariani, Jerry Louis McGee, Malik Flowers, Junior Bergen. Well, I think it's pretty easy to put Mariani first because he was... And unequivocally, the best offensive player. Yeah, and I think that you're putting Mariani well, first. He has a Pro Bowl. Like, of all those guys, he was also a great receiver. Yeah. Heidelberger was a pretty damn good receiver too. He was. It was. And Seegers turned into a pretty decent receiver. Yeah. You know, they all impacted the game. And Junior is as well, but complete player. I think as a returner, though, I mean, it's hard. As a complete package returner, how are we going to argue if somebody says Bergen's top? How do you argue? He so. From yeah. from actually doing it, it's kind of crazy that he only has one kickoff return in his career. That really surprised me. I thought he had before one. before yes before yeah. Yeah. Friday yeah now he has Ooh. two now, no I think no that was returning touchdowns yeah kick return touchdowns he's got more kick returns that's that was kick his returns first but I think kick touchdowns. return touchdown I think so well, I hate the stats say he has one I hate to complicate this mess <laughs> no you don't. But we might have to do kick return attempts because they moved it, it changed. up. They moved it up. So his ability That's to attempt point. kickoff returns. Except for that first return, they kicked them all out of the end. Is, is, <laughs> is lower than when Heidelberger Which, and yeah. Seegers played. Honestly, yeah. also makes Malik Flowers' career yeah. all the more impressive. Because in the middle of it is when they changed that. Right. And Malik Flowers had multiple kick returns when the game was in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Made big plays. And it turned the tide back to Montana. Oof. It's tough to rank. This he is, had a big one in that Eastern game. He did. He right? returned one. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me oh. a little bit of what so J.J. Reddick says about <coughs> debating MJ LeBron, is that it's <laughs> senseless and we should just enjoy LeBron. Like, we should just maybe enjoy Bergen. Yeah. He's f- a phenomenal <laughs> talent. That he is. And a hard competitor. We're lucky to have the dude. Man. I'm super yeah. lucky. I'm glad he's not a cat. He's a grizz. Let's go yeah. Billings. And again, we, we've, said this, <laughs> we've said this multiple times this week, but Bobby gets hired and he yeah, flips Junior Bergen. Yeah. Right? Yep. Isn't that the same year? Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. 
Junior does seem like a Bobby guy because I think Junior's got like an internal toughness to him. Like when you see him mean mugging players, it's probably hard to mean mug <laughs> when you're like 178 pounds, right? <laughs> but he, like, I, I can tell he means it. Like, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Just play backs it up, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's legitimately tough. <laughs> oh, man. 100%. And Bobby, and that's what Bobby is. He, he wants tough dudes who don't back down. Randy, you with me in Idaho when I met his dad? Or is that a trip? I don't no, know. No, I don't think I was with you guys yeah. there. But yeah. Good dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Junior Burger. What, what was your question? What were we going to do with your question? Just where where you place him? As, oh, and all as time an all time Turner. Oh, it's tough. Season's yeah. not over yet. Yeah, later. His, his career's not, not over yet. He's only yeah. yeah. a junior. He's a junior. Yeah, we are damn lucky to have the guy. And career punt return touchdown leader. Yeah, four was a surprisingly low number. I thought. But Again. I, I just thought it would be higher. Like, when you hear four, yeah. you just, I don't know, it just hit me as, like, a low number. But I, well, thought, I don't know. And, and I think, I mean, slight benefit, like, the thing that goes to his favor, and I think we talked about this on a few other pods, is, like, he's had opportunities in playoffs to do this as well, whereas, you know, like, regular season, it kind of turned into don't punt to junior, you know. Yeah. Kick it higher, kick it shorter. Because if you put your full leg into it and outkick your coverage, he's he's, he's gonna find flipping this field. So um, big Love sky it. offense, big sky special teams. Um, the, the announcers during this out to go to state game. Just a word of advice: <laughs> don't kick it to Junior Bergen. Pat <laughs> yeah. McAfee really liked him. I tweeted about him. A few Bad times for the brand. Yeah. yeah. Man, he made that kicker look so bad. Look, whatever that kicker tried to do, I can't. I mean, he had no chance. He had no but, chance. Oh my god! I mean, but, he just like was like. But I mean, can't the angle with the kicker over. like there, like that was the least hard thing that he did in that return. Like, yeah, you true. you knew Junior was gonna but beat now, him. Did I see a quote that that kick coverage that they rolled out for this was Bobby different? Said that. He Bobby said they added it on Wednesday. Yeah, damn, to give him a different look. What was fascinating to me, and I don't know if this had to do with the look, but it almost seemed like zero coverage, right? Like, he got through the line. Easy. And there's no one there. He's on our 35-yard line, and it's him and the putter. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, Let's see. We've talked about the atmosphere. I I do think the fans brought it. Absolutely. I mean, that was great. I downloaded a decibel, like, reader on my phone. And the loudest it got to was 106, huh. which is pretty loud. Well, yeah. and yeah. it gets louder on the, on the field. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think 106 is pretty loud. Yep. Um, we kind of hit on this a little bit. We we have to take care of letting people hang around. Like, that's North Dakota State proved this against the Cats. Furman almost proved it against us. Like, we need to turn scoring opportunities into touchdowns in the playoffs. And that's a concern of mine. Um, the the other piece. Sorry. That, Keep going. That um, conservative play calling in the fourth quarter. Like, I know it worked out, but I hope the coaches and their coaches meeting were like, we got to do something different. Because one of those six plays between those two drives 
they should have tried to get a first down. They should have said, especially on like second down of the second drive, where like the defense was probably expecting, like, oh, they're just running the ball to run up. They should have done something different to get a first down. Yeah. Even if it's just a rollout and 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 yeah. eighty four, you know, sneaks off of the block and just catches it for a first down. You know, anything. That little sweep play that they ran was pretty interesting, but it just didn't work. Like, yeah, Furman, Furman, like sideline to sideline, they were just so good the entire game. I was like, I know you guys want to burn their timeouts, but you know what else burns their timeouts pretty fast? Getting a first, getting down. a first down. Yeah. Yep. So, 106 decibels as compared to a chainsaw. Those are pretty a loud. Snowmobile. My buddy Jim's snoring. Leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> um, drum line. <coughs> or this one I thought was kind of funny. Screams at a Justin Bieber concert. Oh. <laughs> That's what I was laughing about when Mike was talking about. I came up. <laughs> so... According to uh, Earproof.com, yes. Screams at a Bieber concert. They're very unique type of scream. Apparently so. Uh, it, it is a zone where you should not be experiencing that noise for more than one minute. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like uh, in the fourth down when they were driving, I experienced that for a lot longer than a minute. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That was really loud. It was. Especially taking that to the north end zone like that. That was, yeah. Fans brought it. It was great. And we're going to have even more on Saturday. We're going to so. have a sellout. Yeah, we better. Like, there's no doubt in my mind it's going to sell out. So here's yeah. the thing. It's going to sell out. The, the big question is, yeah. who's buying all these tickets? Because whoever, whatever Grizz fans don't get their tickets, it's going to be North Coast. I North had fans. an idea that maybe we should do. Set a password? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't create that many tickets, but it would create some tickets. Something that I thought about doing just individually, and then you guys graciously invited me on here, so I thought I would see if you guys are interested. Let's hear it. What if we each bought 10 Uh and just made them available to Grizz fans? Like, it's, it's, you know, it's still like $350, but our network is big enough where we could probably figure that out. We could give 40 tickets away, right? To Grizz fans. To Grizz fans. I ended up with two extra tickets on... um, Friday, because uh, like we talked about, what was re- initially released on Tuesday weren't the best tickets, and then they released more Wednesday. Wednesday, and um, they were a lot closer to my seat, so I bought two more to get my parents closer to us, and um, I was able to, in seconds, give away two tickets. Uh-huh. So I think that would work. It's I, only forty, so it's not I huge, but it's really like really wish that athletics would like. Email GSA and be like, tell us if you want more tickets. Yeah, and email us season ticket holders and say, tell us if you want more tickets before they release it to the public. I agree. And time. go through those. Because they're going to buy a ton. Yep. They're going to buy a ton. I'm sure that they bought most of the general admission already. Like, I don't know if they're still available or not. And I, I don't know how many are going to travel to Montana on a short notice, but it's there's going to be a lot of NSU fans here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was a bunch at South Dakota. Granted, it, you could drive to Brookings, and but my friend told me when he, he's a cat fan, he yeah. said there was a ton in Bozeman. Yeah, well, the crowd shots showed there was a lot. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if I, I bet there would be probably, in hindsight, more cat fans that are at the brawl than NDSU fans at this one. But there's going to be this will probably be the second highest attendance of visitor fans, mm-hmm. without a doubt. I think it's going to be a lot. I mean, I think they are feeling it because their momentum through the playoffs. Agreed, and. 
now they know they're this is the last or second to last game of their current head coaches. They're going to be here in force. Which they're oddly excited about. So, Well, I did notice there was a tweet that said both their last two coaches did this as well when they moved on, announced they were leaving, and then saw the season out, and they won national titles in both those years. Do you have somebody to confirm that? <laughs> no. Eat your pizza, buddy. Well, Is there you, a national reporter? You haven't, you haven't read our Twitter, have you? No, I got my own Twitter. Oh, we've we've noticed. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> noticed that. A little selfish about it. <laughs> this is uh, fake news. Um, Do we have some fake news? No, somebody. Um, um, America's favorite FCS football writer, Craig Haley. Oh, nice guy. Really nice guy. Yeah, super nice. Loves to interact with the people that read his content. Mm-hmm. Tweeted dick. that out, and somebody responded and said, "Did that happen similarly during the playoffs or not?" And he said, "Yes." He said, "Internet Google. search easy to do." Yeah. Such a dick. Like, what a prick. Like, you can't just, like, go and find it and be like, yeah, this is when it happened. And then and then tell you somebody. Because clearly who's... he's citing it from somewhere, so he verified it. Yeah. That's old Craigers. It's high on research, yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else from again? Wrap up? I just hope I just hope our offensive line settles in. I, I don't want to go back to it too much, but I wonder if it was like a communication thing or if it's guys playing in new positions and yeah, it's just uh, that that's our fifth left guard of the season. That's crazy. Fifth or sixth, so like that's a lot to cycle through. It's a lot. It's another week of of rehab for both Brown and Walker, though. I mean, both, maybe we get some good news. up. Yeah. yeah, Walker played a bit. Brown did not. Um, yeah. The only other things I would say is just the atmosphere after the game was a lot of fun, too. Because there's only been a handful of games where, even the great games, where it's like, it's in doubt until the end. Yeah. And then people didn't want to leave. No. Like, it was, it was so, so fun. fun. Like, Kyle Hansen's got a great video shot of when the Grizz run to the parent section to sing to their parents. And he just kind of pans around the whole stadium. And, like, the north end zone is full. Yeah. For singing, and I tell you, I know I don't leave my seats until they sing, and it is never full. But like everybody was just so excited for like, oh my god, this was this battle, and it went our way. Yeah, people didn't want to leave, and I thought that was awesome. And the other thing that I kind of took away, and you see this in the playoffs sometimes too. On the other side, for those Furman players, like that's a real gut wrenching way to oh, yeah. end your season. And it's like they put up a fight. Like they could have beat the number two team on the road in this hostile environment. And some of them really hung around for a while. In hindsight, they would have had a home game too. Oh, yeah. Last week. They yeah. absolutely would have. They wouldn't have known that on the field that night. But um, but a lot of them were really good with the fans leaving. You know, some of them gave gloves and stuff to the Grizz oh, fans cool. hanging over the edge. There were a few Grizz fans being stupid. But, I mean, for the most part, it was, it was pretty good. Um Huff, the QB, was one of the ones stayed that stayed on out the, field for the longest. Um, yeah. uh, but Justin Roper was down there. Oh, yeah. And he just stood there and threw balls into the sideline. He was so excited the crowd stayed yeah. like, oh, Will you guys watch me do this one last time? <laughs> Gave like a Babe Ruth point and then fired one off. <laughs> 
Oh my God, Lucas Alfred. Oh my word. Um, no, but you, he just stood there, and obviously, you know, he was with his players and he was hugging some of them. But he was clearly taking it in too. And I really would be, I would love to know what was going through his mind then, because my hunch, now that he's been a coach and he's been a coach at some small places. And, you know, this Furman team is the best that he's ever been around in his coaching career, right? Yeah, absolutely. Comes to the place where he, you know, was a player. I think maybe he thinks, maybe he realizes he didn't appreciate Montana and his time here like he should have. Because, like, he, you know, he was an Oregon transfer. And when he tried to go pro, it was all about Oregon. And, And I just, I think that my hunch is that he's got a different perspective. Are you ready to bury your beef with him? No, I'm with Lou. <laughs> okay. okay. I think you're right, though, Mike. Yeah, I think it's down the road you look back at things a little differently. Yep. Just realize like how special of a place this was. It still is. Because you know. we don't know, but it's probably maybe a little safe to assume it might have been one of his first times back since I, graduating. I mean, we don't know that, but I don't know why he'd come back. Like, I mean, yeah, based upon his post Grizz demeanor about being all about Oregon and all that stuff, and yep. and then just getting into coaching pretty quickly thereafter. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I just I thought that was interesting, and um, uh, you know, I appreciate it. It's always it's always very telling about a team how they come off the field at, at the Grizz Stadium, and it's, sure. that's one of the reasons I like my seats. But they were class. Well, I think you talk about the emotion, too, because that Furman team, as has been pointed out, is most games they had 16 to 18 seniors. So, like, that's a squad of guys that have been together for years and years and years playing all sorts of football games. And so this isn't a, hey, you know, these three, four, five guys are going to be gone next year. This is like we're all gone. So that emotional moment that hits you in the end. Yeah, and they put it all out there on the field. Yeah, this is a team built to do something special, and they did. You know, getting to the quarterfinals is a big deal, and this is something that I've been stressing for. Are you saying a I few call. years now? No, <laughs> just like why am I getting roasted on the stu- pod, Mike? When stupid <laughs> fans around the country like I'm kidding, I'm kidding. make fun of like, oh, Montana's so, da, 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 da. and it's like most programs would kill for what Bobby Huck has done in his second tenure here, right? Of yeah, I mean. This is the the third trip to the quarterfinals, right? And now we're nineteen twenty one, and so it's like the argument's been well, he never he hasn't got back to semifinals, he hasn't won it. Well, you know what? Being in the top eight of a hundred and what sixty five teams, it's a big deal, and so good for Furman. We're in the top four, but you know, <laughs> I was just trying to pull and see. So ten and thirteen this year. Furman last year, ten and three, and I think we're second round bounce outs. Uh, Twenty one, six and five, no playoffs, right? Nope. I mean, so right, they're not twenty twenty. We'll just skip twenty nineteen, eight and five, first round loss. So I mean, you know. I mean, you're backing up, right? Like, like, and six and four and eighteen, and no playoffs. So, just a couple visits and not nearly as much advancement and win. And so, it, they they should be proud. They, 
that's a team. What about that, game? You know, we could see again in the playoffs in the future, right? It feels like well, that. I mean, with that much senior, I think they lose a lot. I just th- we'll I, see. I just think they'll reload. I mean, it could be because I think I think a lot of people could point that last year's Grizz team had a lot of seniors on it. <clears throat> we lost a lot of key spots. It took us a little while to figure it out, but we're playing better football this year than we were last year. Well, and also, coaching changes other stuff too. Even MSU, like they're the sky is falling on that side of the divide right now about all of their elite talent entering the transfer portal. Right. But they had a ton of players leave a couple of years ago, and they figured out how to had a way to restock. Yeah, they figured it out, right? So, you know, the portal give it, the portal taketh, right? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Furman's, they're of the pedigree. It feels like they have something going on there. I agree. All right. Good on Furman. Yeah. Good on Furman. We've already kind of merged into NHL. Well, oh, I have one question about Furman. Did you notice on the backs of their helmets, F- and this might show why they're a little testy, it says "fu" all the time. Do you really think that stands for Furman University all the time? <laughs> I think they or know exactly what they're something doing. Else. <laughs> I think that's. I think that maybe is something that's just bred into them. They're just a testy little group. See, I think a lot of people were commenting or complimenting their coach and just his output and demeanor. I mean, they're a cocky bunch. Yeah. Um, I like their coach. I mean, that press conference he had. You know, it's like. Weather doesn't matter. We both play in it, you know, stuff like that. I mean, and the weather really wasn't a factor anyways. Their strength coaches were having fun out there in their little schmedium t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and the crown? The turnover crown? Yes. The turnover crown. Did you fun. see one of them get punched by their defensive coordinator? No. no. Accidentally. Oh, it was Accidentally. like, oh. But they're, he was, like, standing really close to him, and they're – he was signaling in plays, and he had this one where he had, like, a wide – where he just swung his arm out, and he got the guy right in the nose. Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Other games. Did you guys watch any other games the rest of that week? Saturday. I watched South Dakota State. We watched the NDSU. SDSU. SDSU. A super windy game, right? Mm-hmm. Cold. Cold, cold, cold. But Villanova, not to the wire, but well into the fourth quarter, it was. I'm with them. I mean, South Dakota State had one touchdown that came on a punt block return. And, like, so yeah. it, was a, it was a, what, a 12, 11-point game? Yeah, 23-12. Yeah, wow. so yeah. way closer than I think most people thought it would be. I think it surprised some people. Yeah. yeah. And it was, uh, let me look at the box score here. Because, I mean, granted, super adverse weather conditions. So, but uh, South Coast State's quarterback was 11 for 19, 101 yards, touchdown, ran for 39. I mean, yeah. Davis had one big, long touchdown run. Davis had almost 200 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so South Dakota gets a bit of a scare themselves, but advances. Um, South Dakota State. South Dakota State. I yeah, South Dakota got, got embarrassed. I apologize. Uh, like we talked about, U Albany um, scores 16 fourth quarter points. Yalbany. Yalbany and uh, Idaho, who led almost all the way, loses the game right at the end. And I made their fans mad. Um, watching it live, I it was striking how there were some similarities to the Grizz game with them. And really? McCoy fumbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. ends their season. Blindside fumble. Yep. Yeah. Was that at the end? I fell yeah. asleep. That was at the end. Me too. I mean, it was literally like the Kale Edwards type play. Well, Kale came up the middle, but this one was around the edge. 
Not the best protection a, on the ball. Yeah. Strip sack. Albany scores. Really? Game over. What, how, not, how much was left sack. in the game with uh, when he fumbled? Um, I'd have to check. Not much time at all. Like, really? They kneeled down. Like, that was it. Wow. Um, okay. That sucks. But that sucks right now. He might have got a first down. But either way, I mean, like, it was last gasp. So, yeah. Sucks for them. Um, so, well, what it was was um, Albany scores and goes up 23-19 um, with two, 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 four and a half minutes to go in the game. Idaho gets the ball back one, two, three plays later. Sack, fumble, ball out. Albany scores again. It's 30 to 30-19. 30-19. So Idaho kicks a field goal with a couple seconds left to try to do the onside. Doesn't work out. Game over. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, Idaho though, unlike Montana State, is kind of like trending in the right direction, right? They had a first round loss and no seed last year. This year they get a seed and they win a game as a seed, and then they, um, you know, it's, um, drop this one. So uh, even though I put them on fraud watch last night and made some of their fans mad, uh, I will admit in a phone call that I had with. Uh, Friend Brian Tubbs in the club, they're trending in the right direction here. So, and I pulled up their roster; they don't lose a ton of guys. I mean, depending on how they keep right nil, all this stuff, who knows the way things go. Well, but I mean, it's like Hayden Hattons, a junior. I mean, yeah, but they got a lot well, of they got yeah, no, uh, I know they got a lot of like COVID shirt juniors. So just that'll be interesting to see who stays and who goes. Yeah, you have to speculate. Hatton, Hatton's gone. I gotta McCoy's think McCoy gone. Is, I gotta think McCoy's getting offers all over the place. First, first half of the season, McCoy. I don't know about the second half of the season. But I wonder. I, heard, I wonder if a coach will look at that and be like, "That's more of a team we thing can fix than it. him." Yeah, thing. maybe. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Luke? <laughs> I was gonna start the rumor. I heard Hatton has been visiting. <laughs> has booked a hotel at the Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in the Mo Club last night. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, South Dakota hosted North Dakota State and got you know rampage poor, you, annihilated. You, you pick on Idaho about being a fraud. South Dakota I, was I, a fraud. Mike, did you not follow me on Twitter yesterday? No, I had to mute you. So they're frauds too. I call <laughs> South Dakota straight up frauds because they looked horrible. You didn't put them on like, fraud watch. They're so they were on fraud watch. Like, they, they were just frauds. You know, voters in the end, the the final poll of the season always seem to follow like the the bracket that teams finished in there is no way south dakota should be ranked above in my opinion montana state for one and a few others like they they were not good and maybe the game that they had against sac state should have told us more because sac actually kept with them with a back, you know with a third string with the third string qb and it never got beyond that kind of initial lead that they built yeah and sac wasn't that great in comparison mm-hmm. so south dakota had the voted best linebacker in the Missouri Valley Conference, and I think North Dakota State knocked him out of the game. I mean, it was, it was. Yeah, I don't that remember game was over in a heartbeat. Yeah, by the end of the first quarter. Well, they only scored seventeen points in the whole game, and at three in the first half, they were losing thirty-five-three at the half. Yeah, I mean that game was over, over. And there's a play I was like making the rounds on Twitter, where uh, North Dakota State interior lineman like just sends the South Dakota guard flat on his ass immediately. 
and then picks up the QB and slams him and bounces the back of his head off oh, the ground. Yeah. And he came back, and then he gets knocked out again. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to cause some serious damage to this young man. So, I mean, North Dakota State had their way with him. Now, you know, South Dakota went into Fargo and won earlier this year, which is kind of wild. Um, so... Second second time around with a with a, the same opponent in the same season in college football, it's very hard to win twice. Very very hard, rare to even get that opportunity. So um, I don't know. Yeah, NDSU just smoked him. I think they got a rust starters through the second half and everything. Great game was over. What? Where did they eat their losses this season? North Dakota State. Yeah. So they lost. At home, South Dakota came in and beat them, 24-19. Two weeks later, this is the one that was weird to me. They went to North Dakota, and they got rolled, 49-24. And I think I'd have to pull it back up, but I think North Dakota passed for like 400 yards on them. Oh, wow. Uh, And then they went to South Dakota State and lost 33-16. But then after that, this is the crazy thing. So they get on this run. Because at that point, they've got three losses, and they've got two regular season games left, and they have to play ranked Southern Illinois, who almost beat Idaho, and then they had to go play on the road ranked Northern Iowa, who was playing for a playoff chance, and they beat the crap out of both of them, 34-10, 48-27. You know, they played Drake, who, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then they go into MSU, they win on the blocked extra point in overtime, and then they go to South Dakota. Smoke them, forty-five, seventeen. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. So yeah, they've won five in a row. Four of those five are ranked teams. Um, yeah. So. Damn, it's gonna be real <laughs> tough. I think this game's gonna be wicked. Do you think it's true that to win this game, the Grizz are gonna have to play their best football of the season? Without a doubt. Yeah. Because. <clears throat> I still don't think Montana has played their best football. So, but last week wasn't our best football. Right. No. So, we're going to have to have a mini rebound. Yeah. We're going to have to have a Cats-like performance. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Which I think is kind of actually interesting because I'm not going to say they're the same teams, but I think I see similarities between them. What do you see here? With like... Like, just watching, I haven't watched a ton of North Dakota State, but watching that Cats game when they played the Cats, I was not impressed by their overall team speed on defense. And I think the way that we attacked the Cats, where we said, we, I know, I just took the risk of calling them an unathletic bunch. You also don't play for the team. So, I mean, exactly. The team needs to get fired up by. Oh, I can spin it. You know, I need to. you know, the podcast saying things. Uh, yeah, that yeah. I hope they do quote me on that. Yeah, yeah I hope I get a little Brent action on there. This. We go. Um, <laughs> Fire these arrows this way. I think this in same ways that we attacked uh, Montana State by trying to take these guys and put their defenders in space and have them make plays. I think is the same thing that we have to do to North Dakota State. I think we have to get them out of the box and make them make plays on the edge. And I think if we can do that, I think we can have success offensively. And that's something that we do in a, in a myriad of ways offensively. So 
I kind of like yeah. my ability to do that. Yeah. Oof. Well, I think it might help that we just came off of... It's weird to call uh, this a tune-up game, right? But after facing that level of defense, right? Like, it was a challenge to move the ball, to get to the sidelines, to get out of the box, right? If we can do it, like, on Friday, we'll be able to do it this Saturday, right? Yeah. Do you think that's true? I kind of do. I, I really do. I, I I don't know. I think we're going to have an easier time getting to the edge on North Dakota State than we are with Furman. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, you, you, you know a lot more about the team than I do, but I do agree with that. I didn't think we were going to have a difficulty getting the edge on Furman. But, man, they were all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I just – I mean, like with the – like Delaware, we gave up three touchdowns uh, defensively. Furman, we gave up four. I hope this isn't like a trend that just the grind of the end of the season is here on this defense. And so we give up 35 to North Dakota State plus. Uh, I don't – I don't know. I don't think we're winning a football game. So uh, it is kind of funny, though. I just I don't I don't know how that's how the South Dakota win like factors into things, because we talked about this like, Mike, I think you think you brought this point up last year, like when well, last year when we smoked Cal Poly and I go the cats and it just kind of put this like weird false sense of and then this year the cats, they're a couple games leading up to us. I don't know. I, I just North Dakota team. I, I think that, but I actually think that's a really good comparison, and I'm glad you referenced my intelligence from a couple weeks ago in the pod. <laughs> yeah, that's really helpful. That's what I'm here for. I mean, South Dakota is a better team than Eastern Washington, but yeah, I mean, I think, and I think I might have tweeted this, but I think that the NDSU game against Montana State is just a lot more informative of NDSU against good Big Sky Conference teams than the South Dakota game. I mean, it's hard to beat a team twice in the season. You know, NDSU's on a little bit of a roll. They wanted revenge. They know those guys. They play them every year. Like, I don't know. And then the other thing, I mean, the other thing, and we had questions on this, um, you know, North Dakota State loses. I mean, at North Dakota, that's in a dome, but then they lose at South Dakota State, that's outdoors. They go to Montana State, they score, you know, 28 in regulation, I guess, right? But maybe, you I know, mean, so. A little bit colder outside. Yeah. Like maybe that's why they didn't look as you good. Know, they're going to practice outside this week. Duh. Right. Right. I, yeah, fine. Uh, but I, I think there's a little bit of a factor. And that was like, I think people were pointing out that, oh, God, they they kicked ass at South, uh, South Dakota. Well, in a, you know, perfectly temperature controlled indoor arena that the weather had no factor in now on the flip side i mean i don't know i haven't looked at the weather for saturday i, don't th- I think it's just kind of like a repeat, i think it's right? like regular nothing, december nothing day crazy, yeah right but um yeah right now 38 cloudy i mean i just i think weather plays into their running game better than ours but yeah it, bad weather their leading rusher is that Tamaric Williams? He's a big play guy for it's sure. It's Gavin Zybarth. Oh, what? I think. Ten or he seven hundred yards, nine touchdowns, six point five yards per carry. Is this right? No. 
for North Dakota State? It's Tamaric Williams. Oh, fuck. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm looking at someone else. That's <laughs> like, I don't... He's run for 718. But there we go. Backup quarterback. Yep. They're, they're two quarterbacks, so they're second and third leading yeah, rushers. Tamaric Williams is 6'1", 230. Yeah, I mean, he is dude. a load. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he averages 6.3 yards a carry. Yep. I mean, that's like... So, their quarterback, Cam Miller, does... I mean, throws the ball better than most mobile QBs. He is the real deal. Um, they've been saying in a couple playoff games now he's a little banged up with like maybe a bad shoulder or something. Uh, sure didn't look like it against South Dakota or really the Cats too much. But I don't know. He wasn't good against the Cats. He wasn't that great, was he? he was no. Five of 13. I mean, he, he leads the team. yards. In, yeah. It's funny. Their two touchdown leaders uh, are their quarterbacks because uh, Cam Miller, who's what's his number? It's number seven. Seven. And then um, Cole Payton. number nine, Cole Payton. Miller's got 13 rushing touchdowns, and Payton's got 12. I mean, Riley Wilson needs to be on these guys' ass. They're great in the red All zone. Day. Yeah. They're awesome in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. 83% touchdowns or something like yeah. that, right? But, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just no, going to say, 70. I mean, the Cats moved the ball against them pretty easily. The Cats threw against them. That's the thing that took away is, like, Tommy touchdown – they, they he threw the ball against them. They finally let him start throwing slants, and they were completing them. Yeah, like our receivers are damn good. Yes, they are. Who who pointed out this week? It might have been Herder. Um, which, by the way, uh, Sam Herder did God. answer the question on Twitter about oh, when nice. uh, Bull left and when Kielman was hired, and when, because See, Sam Herder like Sam is not a dick. Yeah, Sam's a nice guy. <laughs> Sam's a good guy. Um, so shout out to Sam Herder. You know, some, Sam, if you're going to be in Missoula this weekend, we would love to go take you out for a beer. Are you let's kidding me? Beer. Sam Herder is an NDSU alum. You know he's coming. To, you know he's coming let's, this let's week. Let's bring him to Charlie yeah, B. Right let, hey guys, I let me reach out to him. I met him a few years. I'm the least aggressive of all of you guys on Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, reach out to him though. Say that Chris Van Pod wants to. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Um, he's an awesome and tell player. him to avoid Coulter. Oh, Klaus. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's on Coulter's show every week. So that, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was going to say something else. I got distracted. What were you talking about? Uh, they were able to throw the ball. Throwing the ball. Oh, yeah. So Sam Herter said something like Montana's receivers are sick. Like, sick. I think that. And this is kind of the debate we got in with Houghton a while ago. If our offense was more traditional with a traditional passer, our receivers would have huge numbers. Huge. Because they are athletes. And, like, you know, we loved the, the Spider-Man celebration. Da, 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 da. Um, they are uh, – I, I think I think they're going to be able to move the ball. They're playmakers, too. They're playmakers. As long as Fonts catches it. Right? Because oh, yeah. if Fonts had caught that one. Yeah. Oh. That, I mean, it. I, I don't know. I I really think that MSU game is more representative of what this game is going to be than, than South Dakota by, by a lot. Like, I know we didn't look great against Furman, but I think they're two, I think they're two different types of uh, defenses, and I think they're uh, I think the way they attack and what they want to do are different. And I think we match up better with what NDSU wants to do. I think another advantage that plays Montana, we played these guys last year, and they kind of put it to us. Um, 
And yeah, I think talk about the have, revenge tour. I think you could have a little bit revenge on our side. And maybe there's a little bit kind of lingering in the back of their minds. I mean, they're going to watch film and be like, this isn't the same Grizz. But this is kind of a part of things where you hit challenges with college-age football players. Is It's like, oh, yeah, I remember these guys last year. Like, they couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. Right? Corbin Walker had a pick six and, like, kept him in the game. And we just outpaced him. Like, you know. So that might linger a bit with them. And for all their playing against ranked teams – they don't play in an environment like Washington Grizzly Stadium is going to be on Saturday. Yeah, they're ranked team they don't. games. Like, they had South Dakota at home and lost. They went to North Dakota, and I watched some of that game. I mean, fans were having fun in there, but that dome of theirs holds, what, 14,000, 15,000? Uh, you know, went to South Dakota State and lost badly. Um, hosted Southern Illinois, won by 24. Went to UNI. Won that game pretty well, but gave up 27 points. You know, Cats win by one, right? The last time South they came Dakota. here, you know, they lost. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the last time they came here, I've been distracted for the last uh, two minutes because uh, the Montana football account tweeted out, last time NDSU came to town, yeah. dot, 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 and it's got the highlights going. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that that touchdown. Speaking of moments that you know. Joey Counts you moment. remember Joey Counts. <laughs> like, oh. Man, that was a fun, fun game. <laughs> yeah, that game was a blast. Smoke. I might go find that on YouTube and watch it. Yeah, Bob I, Stitt tweeted at it. I was gonna say Bob <laughs> Stitt. He said, "Never gets old." What a game! Did he really? <laughs> yeah. All oh, Stitter. Yeah. Uh, no, no mention of you know the playoff run or anything, but just that. Yeah. Hey, Bob Stitt played North Dakota twice that year. Good Coached point. against North Dakota twice. Good point. Um, North Dakota State wide receiver number zero is six seven. He's a giant. He got he got messed up on a hit. Oh yeah. South Did he Dakota. come back in? I don't know if he okay. came back in, but he had his helmet. Yeah, that's so true. so it makes me think that it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Like North Dakota State has a fullback that is a first team all conference. The kid has one run his whole career, so this is going to be something that the Grizz have. I don't think we've seen a team with a fullback. We've seen teams with like a tight end as a lead block. Like it can change run. your personnel. Yeah, um, that's going to be something that's going to be different that we've not faced yeah. before in our run defense. Is like a lead block like this that that's his one and only job. Didn't Coulter say they their playbook has like a hundred and fifty different ways to run like power? power. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They run it all. the time. I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. It's just another thing. Like we talked about. I mean, the cats. The cats do it differently. They, un, unless Chambers is in, they run power all the time, right? Yep. They go about their run game different. But when you run power, you're creating different gaps. So getting you just have to remain gap sound. Getting like, news back is a huge plus for our depth and our rotation yep, on the line in a time. game like this. Yep. Huge. And <clears throat> you got to point out <clears throat> Hayden Harris, number forty-eight, has had an impressive playoff run. His best two games have been these last two games. So I mean our. D-line guys are, I mean, Gub's been doing Gub things the whole year, but the supporting cast has really risen to the occasion the last two, and they're going to have to, mm-hmm. and then some in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and our offensive line is going to. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's, my, that's probably my biggest fear is just, can we get healthy there, and can those guys stand up? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, that's going to be the tough. Comes down, I mean, that, that could be the biggest differential is just, Play in the trench, trenches. Mm-hmm. 
who like wins that struggle between because we have a good run defense and this year unlike prior years our run defense has been consistently good against bad teams and good teams um yeah as kyle you mentioned earlier one of the most interesting Grizz seasons in recent memory. Oh man, yeah. You know, if we can get, th- if we can push through this offensive line adversity, you know, we we righted the adversity on the D line, the, the variability we saw. But if we can get through this with our own line right now, like what a resilient bunch! Right. Like, you know, we get to Frisco. Knock on wood. Weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, um, and this team can get healthy. I think three our weeks. three weeks. Three weeks. Three. I think this the high water mark is yet unchecked, and you know, I, strike while the iron's hot. I think we have the horses to get there this year. I'm super excited. We just gotta, you know, put together yeah. a very good complete game, and I really trust Clifton. That dude is composed. He's a baller. Yeah. He can put it on his shoulders. Um, and then if if we give him the opportunity to get it into the hands of Gilman, Fonts, White, Bergen, right? Like right. we have the dudes. This is this is an exciting time. Yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah Interesting do. time. Yeah. I mean I that's all I could talk about with my family when I saw him today was like how <laughs> how I want to plan for Frisco already. Like I I don't want to like I don't believe in so jinxes they, or anything like that. But like should I do? Uh, yeah, I know. Well, don't worry about it because here's <laughs> the thing about planning for Frisco. We are in the most perfect setup in the world because if we beat NDSU, NDSU fans plan for it every year. Yeah, and they I bet you they've got five thousand tickets oh, that will sure, then hit sure. the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've already made reservations for us and Kyle Hansen at the Frisco Olive Garden. James will think of the Olive Garden. <laughs> James will love it. I really hope that, the breadsticks. That's if like they do go, kids. if they do win against NDSU, I really hope they can figure out some charters because they will. They will. Quarterback clubs already. Yeah. yeah. Said they're they're going to preliminary preliminarily yeah. set some stuff up. Yeah. So okay. yeah. They'll have some stuff in the works. We gotta get there. I mean, this this to me, this North Coast State game, this feels like the 09 app game. Where it's just yeah, like it you look at the two sides and it is like it's the biggest comparison you can the, yeah. This is like to. both these rosters are full of guys that have built their team to get to this moment. This isn't something where it's like and I mean, it's gonna be left entirely out there on the field. But this North Coast State team they're not going to be intimidated by Washington Grizzly Stadium. I mean, these guys... Now, granted, now these guys have had a little bit of like a... Well, let's see. So they won the national title two years ago. Two years ago. And then some, lost in semifinals to South Dakota State last year. <clears throat> so, I mean, these guys are battle-tested. They have one and goal only, and that's to win the whole damn thing. And they've been there before, so they know what they're doing. Um, we have some... You know, we have some help. Washington Grizzly Stadium, even to veteran, good squads. It's like, tough. It's tough. Um, we have an day, extra day of rest. Uh, they are on their third week in a row of travel. They've had it a little lucky that it's you know Fargo to Bozeman, Fargo to Brookings, now Fargo to Missoula. So it's not like South Carolina, right? They're doing this cross-country trek. 
but I mean, three days in a row of travel. So they have, you know, each week you're, you're kind of losing a day. And now this week it's an even shorter. And that was, that was like this thing. I think someone was talking to me about this tailgate and they're like, do you want the Friday game or do you want the Saturday game? And I was like, there's a sliver of me that would like the Friday game. Not because I want a full house. So Saturday is, I'm happy we got that. But it's like, cause then North Dakota state, they're, they're on like a five day prep where yeah. we have a full week. So, um, yeah. And that was the one thing I, one little thing that kind of sat in the back of my mind with Furman as well too, was like a shorter week and then a jumbled week for football coaches and players, super creatures of habit where at quarterback club, Bobby was a few minutes late because it was Tuesday on their schedule. Right. And practices go a certain stretch and we're here over there. We're everywhere. So everyone was out of sorts. So maybe now do we fall back into a, you know, everyone got to rest Saturday and we're back on our normal rotation, you know, maybe. So creatures of habit might help yeah. Montana a little bit as well. Maybe not, but yeah. I'm guessing they're more familiar with, or we are more familiar with what they do than they're more familiar with what we do. Oh, interesting. Cause I think we've changed a lot. Absolutely. Especially offensively. Yeah. And they're, Oh yeah. Uh, defensively, we've seen the changes in coverages and things like that. We're, more multiple. Uh, I don't know that they haven't changed defensively that much, but like new DC. something gives me that they something makes me think that they haven't changed that much offensively. Because why would you? No, they haven't changed offensively. Yeah. Um, They're, uh, Petrino is the DC. Right. Joey maybe. So his first year as the defensive coordinator there. Their linebacker coach is Ryder Meyer's brother, Jason. That is fascinating to me. How did Ryder Meyer not end up there? I don't know. Ryder's a Fairfield, Montana kid. Yeah. Who wants to play for the Grizz? Don't get me wrong. I'm happy he's here. (laughs) (laughs) There was some other connection as well, too. Does Marty have a... Marty's Marty's son is on that staff. He's an offensive analyst. There we go. Yeah. Do you guys... How much will it matter that their coach is also packing his house right now? Oh, shit. I forgot. I was going to say that. I mean... The other two times the coach has left, they've won national titles. Yeah. That being said... The transfer portal, this is a different era of college football even than those ones. Yeah. And I think this team, like, just the way that NDSU works, like, I feel like the reality is probably doesn't matter at all. But who knows what their transfer portal looks like tomorrow. They already had some dudes enter it. I don't know if those guys are playing in the playoffs or not. But that changes things. I mean, there was that article that came out, or I don't know if it was an article, right? But there was that, like, uh, a tweet or some sort of suggestion that... North Dakota State boosters had to have an emergency NIL meeting because, yeah. like, a handful of their O linemen had huge offers, six digit NIL offers. Fight on <laughs> <laughs> to go to USC. I wish people could see your face now. <laughs> so, I mean, can you imagine? Air of distraction. Are they really the to go to USC? Can you, imagine, no confirmation can you oh, imagine okay. how fast you'd enter that damn portal if you had an opportunity to leave Fargo and go to Southern go to California? LA. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's warm. Wait, it's, sun, it's sunny here? Women wear sunskirts all year round. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Actually, so I, I was having a conversation with a couple of former Grizz players at my tailgate, and we were kind of talking to NIL-type stuff and the money and things, and they're like, I think one of them literally was like, you tell a 21 year old he can move to you know a warmer climate and make 12 to 15 thousand dollars a month playing football there's not a lot of people that are gonna be like nope 
I'm a grizz or I'm a bison or I'm whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm gone. It does make me think at some point in the next couple of years, there's going to be some change change yeah. in rules and something. It's either going to be uh, federal law or I think you'll see similar to the NFL Players Union. I think that you will see college football players in some sort of association. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. So a quick joke that I had with a cat fan was there was that tweet about the player's Venmo that lands on the screen. Did you see the tweet that said that? It's like a player makes a big play and oh, and the Venmo yeah, pops Venmo up. Venmo pops up, and then someone's like, "Do the like fans gonna ask the player for money if like he drops a pass?" And he's a cat fan, so and this is this last week, so I texted him. And I was like, "Cat fans be saying sending collection notices to their kicker." Oh. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. With Ents moving though, like you gotta think that. That just brings such a different. That just brings another dynamic into things. Like you have to have a really singular-minded team that is so focused on what their goal is to not let at least conversation between like groups of players who's a, who are clicks on the team to like talk about this and like have their mind wander a little bit. Like you got to think it does something. Like, yes. Someone, like Sammy said today on Twitter, he was like, gonna, "It either goes, it either goes, makes you." rally around each other or it causes fractures and here's the i don't know the personality of this team but like their history suggests that it gets them to rally around each other but this could be just a different character of team like we don't we don't know and i would say yeah. that like from the standpoint of like them having a few losses and people complaining about him and the the um Returns complaining about him, like RTT. it is not the same situation as as Cleveland and Bull. Yeah. That being said, this little playoff run could, could have changed that. Sure, but yeah, you just don't know the character of the team. Like it's hard to say, like how they react to that. Yeah, and uh, I was going to add too that uh, I don't know. We won't know, but like. What was Entz like saying to him through the year? You know, in the sense of like, I'm here, I'm this, I'm that. What's up? No, I just see if you need another beer. No, but maybe Entz was never thinking about but, leaving because like. So that's like so in the locker room. If you've had the head coach like the whole year, be like, we're doing this this year, we're doing this next year, we're building this great big, th- or we're going to continue this, or we have this goal to get back to a national title because we didn't win one last year, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, hey guys, I'm out of here. I think that's going to shake the confidence. Or on the flip side, if he's like was telling him from the get-go, like, this is it, right? This is Michael Jordan. This is Last Dance. Well, then, fuck. They're, it's yeah. not going to phase them at all. They're going to play yeah. harder. Because yeah. I was reading their message board after it got announced, and there was, like, there's a few guys on there who were like, I told you he wasn't coming back. I told you he didn't want to be back here next year. Where that comes from, none of us know. But somebody had to have, like, yeah, some type of feeling about just, that, right? Like, you, you know just, some of those players who've gotten those offers for huge money? You know there's people in their ears saying, like, Oh, especially now. Hey, the coach guys, is gone. it's just like the bowl games. Like, this isn't worth it. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't do this. It's like when in my industry, like when if a company gets bought, do, do you know how fast recruiters are on those people immediately oh, sure. offering, yeah. like, more money or, like, different things? Like, you got to think something something happens in this scenario. Yep. <sighs> well, you guys, this is, this is going to be a bigger test than Furman by far, I think. Um Obviously, hopefully the Grizz will have smoothed out some of the errors that we saw in the Furman game. We cannot have 100-plus penalty yards. Um, we can't have running backs who don't 
finish with yards. We have, yeah, we have Our to. running backs have to produce. Gilman or Osmo or both have to be 100-plus on the ground. Yeah. Um, like, I was looking at this. This is wild. North Dakota State has thrown four interceptions the whole year. And they picked off, like, 20. 21. Yeah. They have an FCS lead. Granted, I think they had 65 against South Dakota, I felt like. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, they have tossed four, taken 21, and then they only have six fumbles the whole season as well, too. So, like, this is a team that has had 10 turnovers um, in, a, what was it, 13 games now? I mean, they so they turn over the ball less than once a game. Uh, but everything else about them, it's like, it's what you expect. I think with this QB, they pass the ball better than they did. But that was, like, the wild thing. Watching that South Dakota game, I don't know what South Dakota's defense was. It's tough to watch on TV. Because Cam Miller would go back there and scramble around this and that. Yeah. He'd fling this ball way the fuck downfield. And these dudes were wide open, wide open. all the time. Yeah. We don't see that happen a lot with our Grizz defense. Yeah. Uh, so our, you know, that chess match there. But, man, this team scoring touchdowns 70% of their trips they've got. And they're only giving up. Uh, they've only allowed teams in the red zone 34 times this whole year. I mean, these guys... These guys are damn good. It's kind of weird to look at this and be like, how the hell did they lose three games, honestly, especially the South Dakota and North Dakota game. Um, but they did. And when you look at their score by quarters, what North Dakota State does is they just pummel you in the first half. Um, they score on their first possession. Yeah. Like, like almost, almost every time. time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're outscoring opponents in the first quarter 162 to 79, and in the second quarter 157 to 64. So, like, on at, so what they do is they get you to halftime, like South Dakota, and you're already dead. Yep. In some cases, South Dakota knew it, but in other cases, teams didn't know it, but they're already dead. Uh, and so they actually have a little bit of a rougher go as third quarter gets in, and then if need be, they kind of, you know, because by the point the fourth quarter hits, you're out of gas, and they're just rolling. Yeah. So, did you see their quarterback Miller completes over seventy four percent of his passes? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Um, yeah, he's got a seventy four point five percent completion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think we just have to blueprint what the cats. We have to get pressure on him. They sacked him four times, and he was not very effective in that game. And then offensively, we mentioned they threw the ball. But they were able to throw the ball partially because they were able to run the ball. Like, yeah. We cannot get one-dimensional against them. Like, we yeah, have to true. be able to – we have to be able to get and both of – get that play-action game going, yeah. at least, like, make them, like, think those jet sweeps are yeah. part of the run game or, like, are, are going to be effective. Like, they can't go one-dimensional. And with their offense, I mean, we could very realistically be looking at eight to ten possessions total. For Montana, so you got to score, you know, <laughs> five, six, seven possessions of those. I mean, you, we can't have four, five, three and outs. Like that's again, it's a so that, like and the thing like Idaho does this. Idaho in the first half of the season did this as well too, right? This was their big trap that you would fall into. This you give them the ball a few times, they need up a shit ton of clock. Maybe it's only. 17-7 at the half, but then all of a sudden it's 24-7, it's 31-3, or 31-10, you know, now it's five minutes to go in the game. And that's what North Dakota State wants to do to you as well. So, um, offensive possessions, especially early. Montana needs to match. Yeah. 
and that was that's a great point, Kyle, because like the Cats, right? They missed two field goals, but in the first quarter, didn't North Coast State only have like three yards? Yeah, on like three possessions. Yeah, I mean the opportunities were there for Montana State yeah. too. Flip the they script got to the red zone twice and yeah. kicked field goals, and, and so, so that's like so Montana last so against Furman last week two days ago, um, was able to take away the run, like force them to do something they don't normally do. Granted, they still took us all the way to the wire and almost you know beat us, um, but I mean Grizz have to do that, and I mean that's a scary thing because Cam Miller's probably the best quarterback we've seen this year. Over probably. McCoy, yeah, absolutely. Over Davis, over McCoy, over Huff. Yeah, I think he's the best QB we've seen this year. All right. It's. I just hope it's. I just hope it's one of those like like you said the Appalachian State game. I think that it's just or like strength the, on strength. The previous Appalachian State game, like in two thousand one or whatever it was, Jimmy uh, Ferris caught yeah, yeah, overtime. Yeah, in overtime. <laughs> I mean, I would love to kick the shit out of these guys just because it sort of like puts a stamp on getting to Frisco. But yeah. Like, I would also like to see a classic. Like one of those ones where you're kind of nervous. I would love to see one of those where we win Rocky one of those. Four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would love that just as a fan. Yeah, absolutely. And something tells me it's more likely to be that than we kick the shit out of them. I agree. I, I, yeah, I, I don't see Chris blowing him out. I don't at all. Luke does. No, I mean, that, well, that's, <laughs> you got this weird grin on your face. That was exactly <laughs> what I thought uh, when we in the brawl. I was like, the only scenario I couldn't imagine was us blowing them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. So I'm like, oh, our high water mark is pretty damn high. Yeah, it is. Um, with our athletes on offense. With our nasty defense, I was imagining for a second what their version of us are saying right now, and they're also like, "What do you do against this defense?" Sure, sure, yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen this Gubner guy? Like, we're talking about their tackle, like ragdolling that guard, right? But they're like, uh, everyone puts two to three guys on Gubner, <laughs> like yeah. ninety nine. You know, like they're freaked out too. So I, I think it is going to be a slug fest. Um, I don't imagine we blow them out, but maybe we could. Man, that'd be. I would. I mean, Quite. it would make me feel a lot better about Frisco <laughs> if we did. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't see, it doesn't seem like anybody should go into this thinking we'll blow them out. Yeah, that's Luke. I would contend. I don't know. Their fan, if if there is the Bison fan podcast or something, I gotta feel like they're just saying we're bigger, we're stronger, we're better. We we are we are the goat. We've been here. We know what we're doing. We saw this governor kid last year, and we don't give a shit about him. And I kind of hope that's their attitude they have. So I think Montana can prove them wrong. When in the week do you start stirring that pot, Brent? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when do you when do you get that cauldron out and start throwing some? <laughs> Look, I I try this. I blame the Furman fans on this. This no, um, Brit's like, oh, where's that? I got a fresh can of shit talk, <laughs> and he dumps it in there. Right? I, I didn't talk any trash in Delaware. Oh, I, what? 
Well, that would have just been me. There were no Delaware yeah, fans like, to talk trash to him. <laughs> He's like, honey, where's my jar of baculum? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, here's the word that everyone's going to have to look at. Baculum. What is baculum? It's the penis bone. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <You know? laughs> Somebody this week was. Maybe I was with you at this point, but they were talking about the pod and what everybody brings. And then there's just like. Then Luke says shit that I have to look up every week. Oh, there you go. Glad I didn't Google that. You just know, now. you get your job. You know, you're like, honey. <laughs> go get the baculum. We, we got to stir some shit with NDSU. It's Wednesday. I'm behind schedule. Man. I've seen enough of other fans online. I don't really plan to stir up too much with them. Those guys are... They're an experience. They're bunch. a different breed. Yeah. And they, they have all the room in the world to back it up. I hear they're great to have, though. Proving that like the fans and the people you see on Twitter are two different people. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That, my buddy, he, he had their tailgate uh, over in Bozeman for the game, and he said they had a lot of uh, NDSU fans coming over there because they had a fire. Just trying to get warm. And he said they were awesome. Yeah, so they drank beers with them. They were they were really nice to have there. They were great people. The ones we chatted with and like that were here in fifteen were all awesome people too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Luke, we will see. Uh, uh, you know, right. if uh, yeah, those trolls start coming after me again, though, I don't know. We might mm-hmm. just I just have to see. Just uh, <laughs> they they can pick. They can choose their own adventure with me on Twitter this week. I love it. <laughs> so are we going to pick this game? Yeah, are we going to pick oh it? Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, we have to. It's the rule of the pod. It is the rule. Our sponsors might back out otherwise. Yeah, no more free beer. No more or pizza. pizza. Or this beer. Wagon trains or this... private jets or whatever the hell is coming your guys' way next. The mayor of... I, I think we're going to win by a field goal and I think it's going to come down to a field goal. I think it'll be like a, like a field goal... At the buzzer. Oof. A classic. And I agree with James by Glasgow. All right. Damn. All right. I mean, if the field goes longer than 40 yards at this point, they might as well let out Glasgow like try and, Glasgow. like, let's, you know. The funny thing was Rob was hit, like, a 46-yarder in the snow. It was 43, but, oh, okay. you know. Oh, okay. Better conditions this week. Missed them both. Yeah. Um, a little bit short this week. I think the Grizz are going to win. And I think it's going to be more comfortable than people expect. I just feel like it. I feel like we match up well with this team. Wow. The other alternative is they run it all over us. <laughs> That's a scary thought. That's so, one hell of a hedge, man. Mike, <laughs> so Mike I think it's going to be more comfortable unless they run it all over us. No, I predict the win. I predict the win. Mike says we're either going to win or we're going to lose. <laughs> no, if my prediction is wrong, it's going to be because they ran it all. Ah, over okay, us. Okay, okay. 42-38, Chris. Ooh, it's a lot of points. Yeah, that is a lot of points. That is, that's great. Okay. Junior Bergen takes another one. Whoa, nice. I think we're going to win. I feel pretty confident. I just think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like a 23-17 kind of... A little lower, huh? ...kind of thing. Will, will old uh, Billings Big Ball Bergen take one to the house? <laughs> no. No? The quadruple B? Yeah. I don't think they're going to kick it anywhere near him. Remember how Justin Roper used to throw those passes into the... <laughs> 
I think their punter is is gonna boot balls into the crowd. <laughs> like, Student section. Justin Roper's throwing balls into the. <laughs> that kid you see at every single game Standing with out the there. maroon and white Somebody afro. Give me a game ball, real quick. Old time's sake, guys. Oh my god. He sees Brent wearing he's his just, Montana AT jersey, and he's like, right there! That's the guy! He's just doing a lot of gazing. He's that's grabbing all those, like, 10-year-olds Nerf footballs. <laughs> he's just gazing to the crowd. Yeah. Just like gazing. Longingly gazing into the crowd. All right. Um, we, we have probably a thousand questions. My hunch is that we've talked about a lot of them. I but think we have. we got to give these fans their their opportunity. So, you know, at least acknowledge the question. All right. So uh, Ben Weinman says uh, he moved to Missoula in 2016, has covered the team for three seasons, and have never experienced a Grizz team like this. Does not have a question, but just wanted to say thank you to the entire Grizz fan pod for providing me so much entertainment and fun the last few months. Um, oh. Ben, I have a question for you. He's just driving up ratings. The the pulp in their first few months of existence decided to do a feature on us. Where the hell are you? Yeah, come on, Ben. This seems like news. Nonstop local. This free stuff is going right we to are, your head. We are local as it right gets. We are as local as it gets. <laughs> this mayor is drunk with power. I mean, Sean's been on the show before. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, Ben. This is a story. It's out there. <laughs> ben does go on to say he's never felt more connected to the university and city community than the last few months, and this pod is a big part. There you that. go. There's your angle. Ben's a real one. Ben's. Thank you for being in Missoula, Ben. We're yep. better for you here. Yeah, I agree with that. Ben's a great guy. Yep. All right. Joel Chipman says, if you got a punt return to win the game, who do you pick, Junior or Mark? Acceptable junior. to mention. I think it's Junior. I think it's Junior, too. Um, but that could be recency bias because, yeah. you know, and, and Mark did 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 tweet about Junior this weekend. I believe the tweet was Junior Mother Effer Bergen. Yes. So speaking of which, the Furman Trolls. What's a better nickname? Big Ball Bergen or Junior Billings Big Bergen? Ball Billings Bergen. Big Ball Quadruple <laughs> B. Maybe we can get him to make oh, a new Big Ball Bergen. You're and with the Serrano. Should that be our? Should that be our? <laughs> <laughs> like the Serrano, like you have no marbles. Can oh, we get him to do that God. celebration? God. That would be great. <laughs> Big Ball Bergen. So, <laughs> Big Ball Bergen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have your next tea, Junior. <laughs> you have connections with the students. They will chant that. Oh, God, oh. will they ever. Oh. In the game. When he gets ready to return a kick or punt. Yes. Students, you've got your assignment. Yep. All right, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to try to How make this happen. How do you think student uh, attendance is going to be this Ooh. week? Finals, most kids are going to be out of town. President's There's, buying 3,500 tickets. Buying There's going to be a lot of students out of town. Yep. It's going to be a lot of North Coast State fans in the student section, huh? Yeah, that's going to be. it's going to be a problem. You know what I do? Give a couple thousand to the high school. That's what I yeah. do, too. Make it like the Golden Goat. Yeah. Bring those damn kids. Yep. Get those kids riled up. I mean, they're Actually, pro- the university's probably thinking, like, the last thing we need awesome. is high school kids in the student no. section, but why the hell not? No, 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 no. That's a recruiting agent. Oh, my God. You are right. Ben Wyman's part of the freaking Golden Goat Ben, thing. damn it. You, so we've got kidding. we've got a few suggestions we need the university folks. Maybe we should just email them. I know, yeah, If yeah, there yeah. are extra student tickets, give them to high school kids as recruiting. And um, also find a way to only let um, Grizz fans buy the tickets. Yes. Don't set your password to playoffs. Um, Playoffs. (laughs) Montana Grizz Foam Finger. Anyway, Bergen could become the first offensive player to wear 37. 
Yes. He would be the second. Well, Craig Paulson. After Craig, yeah. yeah. He could, way, way to fight that battle, though. Correct that. He could, for sure. I think it's I, a really intriguing thing, because, you know, I mean, he's got to be the guy. I know they want to keep it on the defense, but... So who on the defense, like who... I mean, first of all, let's start in the linebacker room, because that's where this always seems to be. Who's coming up? Who's the Montana kid coming up in the linebacker room? Rostad. Uh, I was going to say, it. it's going to be Rostad, maybe Terrell, because Terrell comes back, I think, or Rostad. Trevin Gradney could be kind of a sneaky pick. Um, maybe Hank News. I don't know. <laughs> He's a Montana kid, isn't he? He yeah. is. Yep. Or one of those safeties. Meyer. Here's Lee. my thing is like Junior Bergen wears number five, and that's a pretty cool number cool for Junior number. Bergen. Like yeah. 37. Let's leave it on the defense. What if we got a quarterback? My hope is one day we get a quarterback <laughs> who's from Montana <laughs> and he just balls out for four, for three years, and then they're like, God, we can't, I mean, we can't give but it to anybody else. We have to have to a quarterback. This. We're number 37. Listen to this. So they didn't give Dickinson 37, right? No, you're good point. Good no, point. So, like, yeah. you can't be a quarter. If if football Jesus didn't get 37, <laughs> think about how good you got to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Wasn't there that quarterback at uh, Ohio State this year who wore, like, number, like, 30-something because, like, yeah. Sammy Baugh? Yeah. Which is amazing that yeah. a kid these days like, oh, Sammy Baugh's my guy. Bull slinging Sammy Baugh. <laughs> Love those black and white highlights. <laughs> Found out some it sports looks like they're running there. 70 miles an hour because <laughs> the film was weird. <laughs> he was my guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric Witz points out, because Eric Witz had polled if he should change his jersey routine, and people said don't, so he said, good job. Saw me still rocking the Sammy Kim jersey. I did hit golf balls. Um, I thought I lost the Grizz golf ball. I hit it in a snowbank, and I had, like, a big panic. Found it after a few minutes. So, you know, what's the PGA rule? How many, how many minutes you got? Three. Found it in time, barely. Okay. So, um I love you guys and your superstitions. Eric was just wondering. I look like such a dumbass. There's like snow in the park. I'm chipping this ball around. <laughs> if you look at the weather report, you might be better off on Saturday. Yeah, no, I might. Um, so, Eric, I think we kind of touched your question. Crowd size of Friday thing. Uh, Brad Reed is wondering about Andrew Schmidt in the dunk tank. And, I, 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 Brad, I, I think the fact that Andrew Schmidt hasn't weighed in on this tells you all you need to know. He is skirting his commitment. It's true. It's true. Andrew Schmidt, you <laughs> owe the people a dunk tank. Yep. Maybe it's next season. You owe this. You owe the people a dunk tank. Kind of cool, like kickoff event. At least it would be warm for him. I saw there was an advertisement for like a polar plunge coming up, but it's like a little it's further a usually, right? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Claxton, just. How do we try to establish a running game early? What's the best way to get our offense rolling again after a rougher week? I, mean, I, I think part of it is just how you match up with teams. Like, I just think Furman went about it differently. Yeah, yeah. You know? And we've said and maybe it. NDSU will take a page out of their book, but maybe they don't have the personnel to do that. Well, we've said it a few times, too. I mean, if, if we get Liam and Chris back, or what, even one of them back, it's going to help. Yeah. It's going to help. Yeah. Casey Oman, where does Furman rank for opposing team fan trash talking? That was something. I gotta be up there, right? Maybe number one. We'll remember that. Other than the, like take out the yeah. cast. I don't know if they're number one. I was gonna say and even Eastern, like yeah. I just think that for the kind of like 
oddly shocking reaction to something they're way up there because they got there was even somebody at one point that suggested that Coulter created the quote on AI like yeah dude your QB said something it got clipped this is college football like there's also a guy who took a shot at our facilities yeah and Keenan Curran was like look <laughs> at your locker room yeah. or how about the guy who told Mark Mariani he didn't know he didn't know football. Football. And, then, and then it was pointed out to him that Mark played in the NFL and the guy was like I still know more yeah because he's <laughs> like what do, you, what do you know you're a Titans fan yeah. and we actually do that was like who's gonna tell him like, <laughs> oh man alright look now that you're back this is the big question is the FCS just the Mondak Bowl now and out of these locations where should the national championship be held Miles City Glendive Ekalaka or Baker. There was a poll. Isn't it Dickinson? Well, that's where the high school. But I mean, that's you know, it's all kinds of Montana kids, but it's technically North Dakota. It seems like a nice bridge gap there. The leading vote getter in the poll was Miles City. Glendive was second. Um, Jim Sh- Wens points out that it was in Baker. Um, Someone says they can hear Brunt Mosberger saying, we are coming to you live from Ekalaka, Montana. <laughs> Here, um, yeah. Here's a, here's a little... I would love for it to be Ekalaka. There's just a problem. Just one. That, that so, Shelby one. once battled with. Oh. oh. Building the arena and then like the hotels. And it almost broke Shelby. It's just like you read all the stories about after towns host the Olympics, and then they yeah. leave, and there's just all this infrastructure, like oil boom towns. Like, yeah. For a for a whole other pod, we'll do a drunk history. Uh, my shady recol- recollection of what I've been told about the Dempsey Gibbons fight in Shelby. That would be a fun drunk history. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be really fun. Oh my! But, but it can't be Ekalaka, so it needs it needs to be a town with infrastructure. Of the list, Mile City is probably there. I am partial to Baker just because the Schillinger tie. Like, there's oh, yeah. there's oh, yeah. some cool legacy into that town. Um, what? Glen Dive? The dive is not a bad idea either. I don't know. Speaking of all these random towns, how many stops is our summer tour up to at this point? It's like seven or eight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like the Beatles. Hope nobody else has plans this summer. Just block out your July. Content for seven or eight shows in the summer, Luke. I really hope that you guys roll into town and there's just high school girls fainting. <laughs> it's going to be middle-aged goons. <laughs> middle-aged dad. Yeah. I did it! What? Did you post that in Chris? Oh my god, Ron had another heart attack. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Uh, okay, Brian Hunt. To those unaware. Mike, in a fair and free election, witnessed by at least seven people, was recently elected as the mayor of Tailgate Town. You're here. Mike, have you embraced the corrupt side of politics and made any promises or greased any palms to ensure a gris victory over North Dakota State? No, I'm above board, but all you need to do to bribe me in my current role as mayor of Tailgate Town is when you see me walking by, give me food. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say... This whole season, Grizz Nation has already come through for me, so I feel like we're we're on the right path. 
Our, our follow-up comment. This is change everybody can believe. In. <laughs> <laughs> our follow-up comment from Curtis Wallace also points out that uh, he spent time and uh, met you at the tailgate and uh, thinks that uh, Brian was on a mission to set a uh, Guinness World Record for <laughs> fireball shots at the tailgate. So. I'm telling you, if I uh, hadn't left that tailgate when I did, I don't know that I would have made it in any game. I, I had to leave. I don't know yeah. how you stayed. Me neither, man. Um, <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> I just... <laughs> it was such a great time. Luke, like, you're always so cool and calm and collected at the tailgates. Like, you know, you got, like, a beer or two, and you're just... You're you're so even-keeled. And I just remember you rolled into mine, you're like, Brent, I had a lot of shots of Brian's tailgates. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I had to leave. <laughs> Getting from Brian's tailgate I to walk to walk yours, the other side of the stadium, right? and I ran into more people I knew in that in that time. <laughs> it was such a great night. Oh my god, uh, Royce Bildwell, please discuss the importance of butts and seats to start the second half. He asked if any former players would weigh in. Uh, tag Sammy, Justin Ford, and Keenan. Uh, didn't look like anyone replied, but he put that up just a couple hours ago. I mean, if it's a close game, it'd be nice to have more people back, but I also get it. Yeah. I also think, like, when it is a close game in the playoffs, I think people are more likely to get back. At least that's my react. That's my uh, observation at my tailgate. I mean, I felt like this last one, people were... I mean, I when that cannon fired, I was like, shut it down, go, and I was back in right at the start of the... I mean, it felt like more people were back in for this one than the week before Delaware. <laughs> Half the people were like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I did not. Somebody put yeah. a white stout in front of my face. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink what, this. I have a question to embed into this part. You know you can go buy beer now? Right. I haven't been to that section this year. Me neither. Are there not TVs There's still? There's no TVs. I don't think they want people to stay there. I think they want people to get a beer get and get back. Get out. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Grizz basketball games. They let you take, take them to the, the seats. Seat. Take them to the seats now. They don't have a. They don't have problems getting people to Grizz football games. So that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey Bleak's wondering if Eli Gilman's one hundred percent. Nobody's 100%. Nobody's 100%. And I kind of wonder if Eli Gilman isn't on a little bit more of a pitch count because it's just, just more football than a freshman has played. Yeah. Luke has. I have other thoughts, Luke. <laughs> Me too. I, I just don't want to speak stuff into existence. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Luke Rounds was wondering about how late we were up. <laughs> I checked my Uber receipt. I got home a little after one. Not bad. I think I was 12.30, 12.45. My wife had to drive me home. I didn't fall asleep until like 3. I know, and I feel bad because yep. you called me and I missed it. Sorry, Kyle. I'm not surprised. We made up for it by watching the NDSU game together. And you're, you're here in my dining room right now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grizz Fun Figure really Aspect. guilting me. <laughs> uh, Decibel Reader, we got that. Lynn Solomon talked about safety health. Uh, point out Nash Vouch missed a portion of the game. That's the way the stuff goes. Yeah. I mean, know. next man up. Um, Grace looked awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah, great game. Yeah. Grace looked awesome. Um, Matt Colby asked about challenges with the running game. I think we touched on that. Uh, Thorax says, uh, 
I deserve a seat in the winner's circle for getting all those receipts. Um, Monty's my hero. Junior Bergen should be number 37. Uh, some Kyle Sample guy did the... I'll bring the beers. You brought four. I brought four. I forgot that you guys are not <laughs> IPA people, so I've been drinking. I'm, I'm an You're IPA good. person. Oh, I got a, just a delicious one for you right here from Imagination. Oh, I don't know if I have time to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom Kuglin says, put these performances in order. Mark Mariani, South Dakota State. Samari Touré, Southeastern Louisiana. Junior Bergen Furman. What was the middle one? Mm. Samari with the southeastern Louisiana. Didn't he set the, he set the receiving, receiving record. record there? Oh, it's so tough. I was going to say we needed Marks and Bergens more than Torres. Yes, I, I agree. agree. We won that game like 73 to 28 or something like that. That was individually spectacular, just like the other two. But the clutchness of Mariani's and Bergen's was different. Now, when what when was Mariani's? Oh, nine. Uh, what what week? Quarterfinals. It's the first round. First round. Whatever it would be, I can't remember if we had buys all the way back then, or if we just played right away. So well, you know, I so Bergen's was definitely deeper in the playoffs, though. Yes, it was. Regardless if we had a buy or not, no nine. Bergen's was deeper. Yes, I think Bergen. Pause. Yeah. They both saved seasons. Yep. So Marks was like. So yeah. So we played. We played the Cats November twenty first, and the very next week, November twenty eighth, was that South Coast State game. So they were a little different because I'm still not convinced that we we would have lost to Furman without the punt return. Mm. We would have lost to South Dakota State without Mark. It's true. Like, yeah, Mark, Mark. Mark willed that team back. Yeah. I think I go Mark one, Junior two, Samari three. I think I would do the same. Yeah. Ooh, we. That was 09? Yeah. We won that South Dakota State game. Yeah. Sixty-one to forty-eight. Yeah. Wait, we were pass down, right at the end. We were losing forty-one fourteen in the third 41 quarter. 14. So you think the only the difference was Mark's ninety-eight yard. I think it's what well. Didn't he? It all didn't off. he have two touchdown receptions as well in yeah. the fourth quarter? He did. He had a 15-yard reception in the fourth quarter, and then a four-yard pass from Cell with a minute eight left. I think it's what got that whole thing yeah. going. That kick return just flipped the switch. And then Severin Campbell, <laughs> yeah, finished man. that game yeah. off with a with a pick six. This, a joke I've made time and time again. Is up to that point in my life, I'd hugged my father-in-law three times. Um, actually, post that game, <laughs> once was the day I married his daughter, and twice was at that game. <laughs> so <laughs> we had Chase Reynolds and Mark Mariani on the same team. You know, and that game, Andrew Sell, like he was. Good. I think he would probably admit he stunk the joint up that first half, yeah. and then he came back in that second half, yeah. and he couldn't miss. Yeah, he was amazing Chase was on fire, and the defense was like awful, and then. Didn't give up another yard. It was like that. Remember the Titans where guys like give up another, no more yards or something. And like they just like South Coast State totally went just in the tank. What was Justin Roper's stat line that game? Oh God, I don't even remember. Did did he play much? He 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 had twelve passing attempts. He completed three. <laughs> he went six of ten Aww. for forty two yards, uh, two sacks, and so. 
He had negative 15 yards. Sweet. On the ground. Yeah. He's got a lot of a lot of play in this pod so far. I mean, he was a coach on the team. That's just a... Uh, Wasp. You know, um, just gazing. <laughs> gazing. There's going to be like five Ooh. people to get that joke. Um, so. Chase Reynolds only had 34 yards that game. Yeah. Three touchdowns. <laughs> he, he was, when it mattered. He was kind of hurt, if I remember correctly. He was always hurt. He had like an ankle sprain or something. Anyways. Uh, Tough SOB. Yeah. question was yeah. that if uh, Cliff played the whole year as starter, would he be on the short list for the Peyton? No. No. Uh, Prison Mike <laughs> is wondering if there's any stories from epic pregame speeches that Bobby gave. Um Bobby said this to quarterback club before, and I think I've heard this from players. He's, that's not really his style. I was going to say, it's never, in all the players we've had on this pod, it's never something that they've really ever been like, oh, we gave the most amazing speech. I mean, we'll have to keep asking it. But What I'd heard previously is, like, Ty Gregorak was that guy. Like, they, he had an assistant that was more that guy. But I don't know if it would be in front of the whole team. It would probably just be with its individual unit. Um, oh boy, okay. Caden questions, yeah, just challenging the running game. How many seats do you think get filled by NDSU fans this weekend? Probably in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, Remy in Montana says, I think you guys are grossly underestimating the value of full cost of attendance and scholarships, what they can include without extra responsibilities or tax burden on the player, name and likeness might get or keep stars, but full cost of attendance is an institutional advantage. Even Choate recognized it years ago. Kyle was shaking his head the whole time I read this tweet. <laughs> yeah, I saw this earlier in the day, and I don't know where grossly underestimating came from, because I'm not sure that full cost of attendance has really been talked about at length on this pod. Not really. Full cost of attendance <laughs> is important, and when I was a reporter at the Missoula, I did extensive research into finding out like how much it would cost the university to do this. And it's a substantial amount of money. Oh, yeah. And they would need, like, a, a, a trust fund or something like that to keep populating it. Because you have housing, like, you have transportation, you have... It's about $3,700 is the gap. Yeah. And it is important. Just that high for yeah, a year. It's big. it's big. And there's teams that got on it early. North Dakota State was one. I think Montana State. I don't know if they ever filled the gap. But South Dakota State, I think, did. And, like, it is very important. But... I mean, you can give a, you can do what Montana State's doing with NIL. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Yeah. All right. Uh, Silvertip Nation wondering if this game is the highest stakes receipt wise. Um, I don't know, buddy. Probably. I'm already bookmarking. I've already bookmarked a few tweets. My first receipt to save for this upcoming game was sent to me by a cat fan. Wow. So there we go. See, Montana's coming together Unity. for common good. <clears throat> Shout out to Ian. Uh, Southwest Alaska Grizz points out tickets are booked, tic- uh, flights are booked, tickets locked in. If he can make it to the game, no excuse for anyone else not to come. Uh, Dominic Goebbels, if the Grizz win coin toss in future overtime games in Washington Grizzly, do you think they should choose to play defense first or choose to have overtime be played in the north end zone? Defense. I might take overtime in the north end zone. I mean, I get the whole play defense so you know what you've got to score. Yeah. Um, but I I think that 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 other team having to play into the north end zone in overtime is a big deal. There was a game though when Idaho was FBS here, and we went to overtime with them. double overtime. 
Those and I remember the, that they went into the south end zone and people ran down to the south end zone that and was the, filled the south end zone. That was the makeup game from 9-11 cancellations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I so I don't know the if that would happen again. That year. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would always take defense. Yeah. Yeah. But did you notice how fast I think it was... I don't know if it was Governor was our guy out there. Uh, it was Forbes. Forbes? On the coin toss. Did you notice how fast Forbes pointed out the north end zone on TV? Like He was like, they're like, which end? And he just like immediately. <laughs> I don't even think the ref finished the question. <laughs> yeah, if you can choose, you always choose the north end zone for defense, right? Right. Uh, okay, Clayton Grenat. For Brent, I would like to applaud you for providing locally sourced natural grass-fed beef at your tailgate. However, after discussion with the producer, it has been found out that Todd the Steer was absolutely verbally abused on occasion. Do you have a statement on this? <laughs> Poor Todd. Poor Todd. Uh, I might have to, you know, set up an apology to her when we're doing our thing through. Who are we apologizing to? Todd the Steer. The steer. He got His verbally family. abused. the hell are we talking about <laughs> mike you gotta pay attention god damn it Jesus, mike. Just take that kind of thing seriously <laughs> um jordan is wondering if the big sky is overrated conference is two and five against the spread in playoffs i mean two of our teams got beat at home i don't know well, this is what happens when you get to this this point, though. There's only four teams left. Like, in theory, we could have all four Big Sky teams still playing football, right? Could we? But no. we don't. Yeah, we could have. Oh, no, we couldn't have. No, three. Of them. So, three. Yeah. yeah. So, but we don't. I don't know. There's two Missouri Valley. There's one Big Sky. There's one CA. I mean, I don't know. It kind of seems to only, shape up based along the. I think the yeah. only bad loss. I mean, nothing against the Albany, but. The Albany. The Albany. The Albany. But no, I agree with you. Because I, I think that, like, <clears throat> the North Dakota State thing is not a Valley thing. And this has driven me nuts for a long time. Like, South Dakota State's come in and won. And, you know, they had another title in this run. Whatever. Yeah. Um, But Montana State lost to the team that's won nine of the last 11 yeah. national championships. Like, that's not a big sky Missouri Valley thing. That's a... North Dakota State is a, a world of its own. And a razor-thin margin game, yeah. too. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Links 406 just had a suggestion that uh, the ticket office should allow any season ticket holder on a renewal to buy up to two extra tickets. I agree, yeah. and it drives me nuts that they don't have that ability because it would seem so obvious. Yeah. Hmm. Um, John Velk pointed out that uh, Furman was yelling out uh, Grizz plays 70 percent of the times before the snap. Okay, so he that's saw right, it too. Who, he yeah, heard it too. Okay. Well. Yeah. This one I enjoy. Christopher Caprio says, "I'm not sure if you're three hours in yet. Uh, two hours, fifty minutes. But why is Craig Haley a pompous douche?" <laughs> Asked and answered. Yes. Um, it's a big last gym class. Yeah. So Terrence uh, Terrence points out that do we think it was a big mistake for Furman to choose to defend first? <laughs> Um, and then have us select the north end zone. And how much better are the Grizz for having faced Furman's defense? Uh, hoping next game will feel easier. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to feel easier, but yeah. I do think that playing Furman's defense is going to make nothing else be surprising. Yeah. 
Mike, are you allergic to all the free stuff? I guess. This is, this is your tell on corruption? Yes. <laughs> if I sneeze. <laughs> Mike, I've had someone. Terrible sneezing attacks are just investigating for corruption. <laughs> right then. Right then. <laughs> um, okay, so Egris has some standing jokes. We're moving over to the message board side here. Uh, Flathead Grizz first says, "Just uh, hold on, don't hold you? On. What I Do, are none of the rest of you going to answer this question about the Furman defense versus? <sighs> I think I think it'll matter. It might help. I think it'll help. I mean, I think especially as we, I mean, if we have to play more of these backup linemen, you know, they saw what is the equivalent of like a." 100-mile-an-hour fastball. They can hit fastballs, maybe. Well, I think uh, I think the players on North Dakota State and the defense they build and the, what they are designed to stop is something more common that we're used to playing against than what Furman does. So maybe it helps. You know what, you know what uh, is a good counterbalance to um, getting blown up up the middle? Quick slants. Screens. Um, Sneezing. I just... Sometimes I wonder with football, like, you'll see a team not perform well against one team, and then the next week they just look really good because it's about, football is so much about matchups and how teams attack it. And if Furman and North Dakota State are that different, I don't know. I don't know that it helps a ton. I think the thing with, like Luke said, the reps thing and seeing it could be helpful, but just in, like, the schematic and how you go about game planning – Sometimes I don't think one game leads into the other. That's what I think. Sorry, I'm sneezing so much, guys. I Are you die. allergic to the beer? Do you I think it's know. possible Mike's trying to give us an illness? <laughs> it's flu a long game. con. Flu pod? Yeah. <laughs> Mike's flu game. It's been absolutely <laughs> tremendous tonight. We had our flu game. I didn't, James I didn't feel great on Friday. I, I, uh, I, I downed a bunch of Dayquil before I went. Okay. You downed? Oh, I thought. Oh, no. Okay, Dayquil. Sorry, Nyquil just jumped to mind initially. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you your own defense. Uh, oh, my you God. Sleep? Well, second half is a blur. <laughs> Keep my eyes open. <laughs> um, all right, so Egris, Flathead Grizz had the question on Dome Team playing outside. Uh, the other thing, and this turns into a running joke on there, uh, will Cracker Barrel be able to handle the influx of business from NDSU fans since there's no Golden Corral in Missoula? <laughs> there's been a long-standing Egris joke about the um, uh, the appetite of North Dakota State. I don't know that Missoula County has enough Mountain Dew for these guys. <laughs> Is Mountain Dew a big thing in North Dakota? Just with rednecks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nectar of the Rednecks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, question. When did the Cats play on Saturday? Can't seem to find. Um, SoCal Surfer wondering when if the Grizzle line is going to be healthy. God, we, we hope so, right? Yeah. Um, okay, Beware the D says, since this was our first close game in a long time, do you think it is good to show that we have been battle-tested, or did our performance discourage you for next week's game? No, we have been battle tested. We played good teams a lot this year. I mean, you look at now. So we played. So we played Furman, top ten team. 
We played Delaware, right outside the top ten. At Cats, who at the time we played them were two. Two weeks before that, we played Sac, who was eight. The Cats were like six, weren't they? Oh, they were you're right. Third. I apologize. They were third, yeah, they were top five matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like the second half of the season. You know, like Idaho, Idaho, Idaho was what third or fourth when we played them. Yeah. Sac was and in the top. Davis 10 was, in the, weren't they? Top twenty? What's that? Sac was in the top ten when we played. Sac was eighth. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. We're pretty battle-tested. Yeah, we played a lot of good teams. I mean, what I like in this, and like I think we see this a lot in other spots, is like, Grizz got, like, they got their backs put to the wall, and they performed. You know, Cliff hadn't, we haven't seen Cliff in an overtime game. You know, and I honestly think the best thing that could happen to this team this week is that that line favors North Dakota State. Yeah. Because it just feeds right into that, like, we're back to this same old shit. Like you are hosting the semifinals, and no one believes that you're going to win. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is funny. Uh, someone put a someone put a post here that said uh, asking me with crowd noise what it's like for a visiting team, and he says you should talk with Billy DNA Rifle. I'm like, what the who, who is Billy DNA Rifle? Oh, so he, he posted again and does it again wrong. And then he's third time, he says, trying again, Billy Cockhill. Well, you all know who I mean. So his phone autocorrected Cockhill, or did he just, is that just a nickname for him? Is, are you on Egris right now? Yeah, I am. So the, DNA there's a setting in some his? message board um, programming that I think Egris uses and others oh. that turn some of these words oh, okay. into so like <laughs> yeah cockhill cockhill and then it turns rifle. into dna yeah. rifle no <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple what other words dna too. rifle dna rifle <laughs> you know what it means <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i just go are Oh my god! That is oh, amazing. I feel so sheltered. Oh my god! I still, I still have a little too much fourteen-year-old boy. Oh, DNA rifle. Just firing. Oh my god! I'm gonna start referring it to it. This guy, this guy at the game this week, I went to go. I went to go piss. I sent you guys the picture of the of the bobcat. They're still in there. There's still a bobcat in there. <laughs> nice. I pulled your I pulled your move of taking the picture in mid beat. I was like, Luke, this is exactly what Luke felt. People thought he was taking a, a dick pic. Exactly what but this guy, this old guy, was next to me, and he he was wearing his binoculars still from the game, and he looks at me and he goes. Brought these binoculars so I could find my dick. <laughs> oh no! I was like, "My God, you're you're the coolest guy I've met in a while." I think I think it's cold I, out was there. there a post or something, or did that get set on here where there was like because these like winter games, right? And it's like some old guy in the urinal once, and he's like, "It's I don't know if it's totally pot appropriate, but he's like." It's hard to get to two inches of meat under four inches of clothes or something like that. Just so Gotta find that DNA shit. rifle. The I, DNA rifle. I love it sometimes in baseball. <laughs> at baseball fields, there are signs. Like, often it'll be like a home plate, uh, you know, like bolted to the ceiling, the wall above the urinals. And it'll say, bat, like, uh, 
players with shorter bats, please stand closer to the plate. <laughs> that still makes me chuckle. <laughs> I slapped my knee for a week the first time I saw that at age 10. Uh, Zootown Rocks is wondering if James made the Jumbotron. Uh, he did. Hannah, though, is stealing the show at the Jumbotron the last couple weeks. She's got a Minnie Mouse jacket with oh, yeah. ears. Yeah. Does she dance? Uh, she kind of dances, but she doesn't get into, like, if she sees herself up there, she kind of just gets all giggly. You know, we'll see. We're working on it. <laughs> uh, Flathead Grizz just asked us about the uh, Ed's taking the other job. Um, Which, by the way, I've seen is it's assistant head coach defense, defense. linebackers. So it's, he's like their assistant DC. Uh, Luke, question here. What advantage does the coil recovery room have at this time of the year when everyone has bumps and bruises? Oh, man. Um, it's huge. I think it adds like another area of like dedicated rehab, like musculoskeletal rehab. Um, there are so only so many athletic trainers. The athletic trainers are the people who sort of deal with the prevention and then obviously the care of athletic injury and they have the old the reinhardt athletic training center uh named after naseby reinhardt oh yeah legend in the field um not just our field but just you know nationally a legend but there's only so many hands and so much space in that in that zone but over in the coil recovery center they have like specialized treatments that you know they don't have to necessarily be supervised by athletic trainers like mm-hmm. all the time like you know there there's medical care and supervision for sure but it's like bigger dedicated space yeah. to like more passive recovery modes modalities is what athletic trainers would call them hmm. um it's huge okay super impactful gift that gives us an edge on the margins of getting our players you know back and ready to compete yeah open to all athletes too not just football oh cool that's cool i didn't know a lot about that so that's cool to hear that all right deployer grizz is wondering about the importance of this game with relation to starting a dynasty north dakota state then south dakota state would certainly be great a great cornerstone of getting where we want to be i mean absolutely but this game is already good for so many reasons because like you talk a lot about these playoff runs and the younger guys are getting more reps and that's good for the future too yeah so more practice yeah uh, Grizz guys just wonder why we think the offense needs to go to do against North Dakota State. Seems like we may be in for a dogfight of a low-scoring game. Balance, man. Balance, and I think we have to attack them on the edge. I think we have to get those guys. I think we have to get those linebackers in space yeah. and make them make plays. Okay, Buford says, I recall during the 2021 season, sometime after the Washington win, Luke asked, if the Grizz go to Frisco, are we all getting Pat O'Connell Mohawks? Is that question still at play? Luke looks at Kyle. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. We do have a guy with a pretty fun haircut. Mm. We need to see the the cuts of of our dudes. 
pulling up the roster. Okay. Let <clears throat> me skip ahead while you. Yes. You, you've got one of mine. You model a haircut after a guy on the roster? <clears throat> well, Not it was ki- super fun because Pat was like a superstar, right? Yeah. What if we all got dreads? Like, Get Xavier Harris. Cliff. Oh, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. I don't have the capability. I know. It's, it's going to be hard for you, but yeah. we can um, get you a, a wig. Okay, something. what if we... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what if we wore fake beards like Chris Walker? <laughs> you know, he has an authentic like Vikings beard, and he like puts beads in it and stuff, I think. Uh, could, we, could we do something like that? That'd be amazing. Could we put on bushy eyebrows like Alex Gubner? (laughs) (laughs) What if we did a bushy eyebrow dreadlock beard? We just we just (laughs) got it all in there. Checked all the boxes. The problem is, guys, Mike has no hair. (laughs) That's not true. Mike has hair. Perfectly intact right now. (laughs) Mike has hair. Um, Do we have any coaches that? Yeah, we have a uh, one of our coaches has a beard. He has a cool beard. Doesn't That's he? Erickson. Erickson and yeah. uh, strength coach. Erickson and Dan Ryan have beards. Mm. Could we wear long wigs like Cannon Panfloff <laughs> and wear sixty nine jerseys? Wigs. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I don't know. You know, Ayat has kind of a funny do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to mention that. Seen that on the sidelines? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure if there's quite a like a quintessential do like O'Connell had. Um. Okay. Moving forward. Observation that the Grizz offense has regressed the last two games is because of the quality of the defenses we faced. I don't think we've regressed the last two games. I don't think we look great. The game before, but we ran for 200 yards against Delaware. Yeah, we just haven't played a complete game on yeah. offense, in, like on, in the playoffs. Yeah, <clears throat> when I think the stretch it gets tougher. Like all these teams are good, all these games are physical. I mean, they've played a full season and then some. Like this is massive, like wear and tear, mental exhaustion, schoolwork. I mean, there's so much going on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it adds up. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, what do we got? What do we got this year? Defense is changing things up. Okay. Just more of an observation. Um, Bobby said there were no offensive adjustments needed given the lackluster output. What are your thoughts on why he would feel that way? I think that if anybody thinks that Bobby Houck is going to tell you what offensive adjustments are needed <laughs> going into a semifinal game in, what is this, his 12th season as the Grizzly football coach, like that, yeah. you have not been paying attention. <laughs> of course there are offensive adjustments yeah. needed, but some of them might be, you know, the coaches adjusting the conservative play calling. It's true. Um, how much would you have to earn to be convinced to move to North Dakota? Are, there are no direct flights so in Minnesota much. from North Dakota. I was going to say, enough to, to purchase <laughs> and regularly plane. operate a personal plane that would let me fly back here. Right yeah, away. I don't think you guys know how so much money how much money I don't make at the <laughs> university. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Everett's also asking where GFP is setting up in Frisco. Dude, let's focus on the semifinal. One game at a time. Everett. One game at a time. Um, <clears throat> Power says, we've worn black jerseys three times and won all three. However, two out of three games were much closer than I liked. They look great, but the irrational voice in me says they aren't the best of luck. Well, you won't see him again this year because there's not a night game. Right. So, Okay. Um, <laughs> since Clifton has now broken Jordan Johnson's rush yards and now over 1,700 pass yards, where does he rank in QBs since 2001? This poster says he's probably top five in the short time he's been here. Kid's pretty incredible. And we have him for another year. Since 2001. So for since me, 01, you're talking... For me, Jordan Johnson's number one. Well, I mean... You got Craig Oaks in that mix, too. Oh, yeah. Craig Oaks would be number one. And 01, no, Drew Miller was... Right, because that was all yeah. Edwards in one. Craig Oaks would be number one for me. Uh, yeah. Jordy would be number two. Cole Berkowitz was pretty consistent. You've highlighted the case for Cole. Yeah. I put Cole third. <laughs> Dalton's in there. Can you imagine Dalton on this team? Although Dalton healthy Dalton sick on this team, although healthy Dalton on this team would be awesome, but at the same time, That's like yeah. part of what I think has made this team so special is they just respond to Cliff. They do. I think they would respond the same way to Dalton. Dalton had that same kind of thing. Cliff and Dalton kind of have whatever that little thing is whatever that galvanizes the team. Like they both kind of had that. That's right. All right. Okay. Um, Donovan wants to give a shout out to Section 111 for helping him find his ring when it came off. He just got married. Oh, and, uh, close call. Whoa. That, dude, that happened to my brother in law. He lost it at the cat game. Apparently, it came off in the bathroom, and he was like, It's yeah, I'm probably never finding it. And he just he works on campus, so he just happened to walk down to the Adam Center, and somebody had found it and turned it in. Solid move. Damn. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, you know, the other thing you can do about that is you can just gain a bunch of weight since you get married, and that <laughs> really becomes difficult to take off. Do you so guys, do you guys that's, have that's those, another option for this. Do you guys have one of those silicon rings? That's what I have, yeah. You know, if this one ever uh, bursts, if this, yeah. if this one ever bursts, I'll put one of those on. Kyle, <laughs> just a second away from being like, you're going to die alone. <laughs> it's full circle. It's full circle. It's amazing how close that line is. Oh, man. Uh, Donovan's other question I think we covered just fine. That, I do believe, is all the questions we have. What are we at right now? Three hours, ten minutes. I feel like that playoff win combined with going into NDSU is worth a three-hour pod. So I'm I'm proud that we delivered. We're in rare territory. Now we are. All right. Okay. Final thoughts. Oh, man. Uh, I'm looking forward. I'm so looking forward to Saturday. This has been such a fun season and a fun run. I mean, not totally all the way fun, but... The like, the sh- like this like everything that's been just all the cool shit that's been happening and going on and just the enjoyment we've had around this has been something we have not we Grizz Nation we me individually I would assume you guys as well too have not experienced in excess of a decade huh. and so I'm just I'm loving every moment of it I'm trying not to take it for granted having a hell of a time can't wait for Saturday. Yeah, I'm just uh, this. This has been a blast. 
please go to the stadium, go to that game, and talk your family and friends into getting tickets also. And if you are a season ticket holder, buy them even if you're not going to go. Yeah. If you yes. need us to help you publicize the Find world them? that you want yes. to sell them, Absolutely. we will help. Just buy the tickets. That's kind of an amalgamation of what you two said. Like, it's been so fun, and the funnest part is the game day. Yeah. And I'm really Mm -hmm. looking forward to the game day, um, because all we have to do is drink drink some beers and get loud. And Mm -hmm. that much I can do. (laughs) I might have a ticket for a lucky fan. Um, My father is a a widowed 80 year old that has wonderful wonderful seats and one of his friends is having a hard time with weather and attending and so if there is uh you know any grizz fan or maybe a single lady that's looking for a, <laughs> a date to a football grizzfanmatch.com uh, <laughs> he is a great guy he's it is uh it is Ooh. on like the 45 yard line five rows up from the visitors he has sat in those seats since the stadium was built whoa so i think his buddy john's tapping out for the season so he's saying he doesn't know who he's gonna go with so figured i'd play matchmaker out here nice all right all right um i just kind of echo that it's it's so awesome that we get to host the maximum number of games we were able to host this year you know um and just how special that is and really not taking it for granted um because getting the semifinals is hard and I really hope that everybody goes, that they enjoy themselves, they show up, and I really hope the athletic department figures out how to sell more of the tickets they've got to GSA members, QB club members, and Missoulians before they go out to the public, because I think NDSU fans will swoop them up. That's what I know. All right. All right. We will see you at the game. No excuses. This is the time. If you can get here, let us know. Find us. Tell us where you're going to be. Whatever the case may be. Send us photos. Tag us online. All that great stuff. I hope that everybody enjoys this week. F the Bison. Go Chris.